0: hours this morning making potatoes for thanksgiving nice. because by the time that i peeled all of them for like two separate events that also needed the main potato dish i was like cool my hand doesn't work the same way anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah i get that way with carrots i like peeling carrots though because i feel like i'm efficient at it but that also might be because when I was a little kid, my mom would just make me do, it. and she's like, "Oh, that's a great job! You're doing phenomenal." It was <sighs> the fucking carrots, like half missing and shit. Right. <laughs> you know, they so. go
2: dents in them and shit. Starts
1: with a full size carrot, then it's a baby carrot by the time that Rick's done peeling it. But he's efficient at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at it now. Awesome. <laughs> no, but yeah, last night was fucking wild. Um, but it was I'm, fun
2: though. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a lot a of lot fun. a lot of fun. I I like Malik.
1: I like him a lot. Yeah. He, yeah,
2: I like his perspective. I like. I feel like he obviously like he has his issues with certain people a k a Jordan <laughs> which I respect you know jordan's Jordan's a hard one to like, and you have to put some effort into it and if you're not willing to put that effort into liking Jordan and finding out about the real Jordan, then I can see why people don't like him based off the surface level stuff that we yeah. see on the yep. show and you know what we hear from other people and whatever. but I feel like Malik. Is very much like us in that he tries to look at situations, number one, unbiasedly. And number two, he tries to separate the fact that like there's their TV personality and character and then their real life, you know, who they are in real life. And so I really like that about him because like it's not often that we come across other fans that think about that and take that whole like quote beyond the edit into You know, factor that into their opinion, and like he even had said, you know that he doesn't like Jordan on the show, but if he ever met Jordan in real life, like he would give him a chance. You know, he would give him a shot. He'd talk to
1: him. He'd whatever. I like the term he used, grace.
2: Yes, yes.
1: I thought that was like to allow people people grace. grace. Yeah, give Mm -hmm. them the opportunity to change and better themselves, and I think that's a really, a really good way of looking at things. And I know we're diving deep for an intro but by the time you hear this this uh, that episode will be out yeah yeah
2: so if you haven't heard it go check out our season 38 cast and predictions episode that we did with mtv malik he is a co-host of the lwc love warren challenges podcast super awesome guy great perspective long 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 term challenge and real world slash road rules fan so he knows his shit And he's very level-headed, and I like that a lot
1: about him. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I mean, even if you said no, I would still do it, but. That's why I didn't. Yeah, thank you hive mind i'm really excited about this interview with kayla because oh last night we had malik who's a, a, a big time fan like us and now we're talking to a challenger who's also a big time fan yes and yeah look no offense to kayla i know she wasn't in the nfl so that's going to give us a lot <laughs> more time to talk challenge with her and i'm super excited about that
2: to be honest like i'm more excited to talk to not more excited i don't want to say i'm more excited because it's not like a you have class.
1: more in common with kayla than no, you did no
2: no not even that i'm really 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 fucking stoked to talk to her about amazing race because yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah, were okay. so many firsts that she experienced yeah that's true on this yeah. show there were so many i, I don't even want to say like hills and speed bumps because these were like fucking mountains that were thrown in the middle of this show including like a 19 month hiatus because of COVID in between the first three episodes. And then they had to stop filming for like 19 months and then had to pick back up, like I said, 19 months later. And like, that's crazy to me. And there were just so many firsts and so many things that she experienced on this. Number one, number two, this will be our first amazing racer. So this is the first time that we have gotten to talk about this show this also is the first re- season of Amazing Race that I have actually legitimately sat down and watched. Like I've caught moments and li- an episode here and there in the past of other Amazing Race seasons. But this is the first one that I watched front to back and coming into it. I didn't know where Kayla placed uh, Kayla and her partner Raquel. I didn't know where they placed, but I knew that they did pretty good in the race. But I was like, oh, you know, they probably go out like right before the final leg or something like that. Let's just watch it, whatever. And they fucking killed it. Like they shocked the hell out of me. So I'm really, really excited to talk to her about Amazing Race. And then just the fact that she is such a big challenge fan. And then she got to do and well, really reality TV fan because she's just like a fan of all reality TV competition shows. But the fact she got to go on the Amazing Race after being a fan of it and then experience everything she got to do on there. And then to turn around and be such a huge fan of the challenge and be able to come on the very first season of the challenge USA that CBS does. Like just, I want to, I want to talk to her about like what that feels like and those emotions that are going through your head as a fan being called on to one of your favorite shows. And just like, I'm stoked for this. If you guys can't tell, I know I'm rambling (laughs) now, but I'm fucking excited.
1: (laughs) It's a. Real quick, full transparency, um, I'm I did not get the opportunity to watch anything but the first episode of her season of Amazing Race. So Tony and Karina will be carrying that portion of the conversation. But I am along for the ride because it's going to be like <laughs> watching the episode through audiobook. So I'm stoked.
2: It, it got me into it. Like, I want to watch Amazing Race now. Like, and I it's don't one know. of my favorite
0: seasons of the Amazing Race.
2: Well, and when I'm sitting here. I'm like, where the fuck am I going to fit in watching Amazing Race? We got Survivor, we got Ink Master, we got Challenge, we got obviously Big Brother's not on right now, but we have that in the summertime as well. I'm like, when am I ever going to fit in watching Amazing Race on a regular basis as well? But I like the show a lot. It's yeah. it's Plus, fun.
0: Do you know what's great? We don't have to recap it yes. because Kayla has a recap podcast. Oh, perfect. It's called the pit stop podcast on YouTube.
2: Oh, see, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Like I've, I watched. So basically I watched all of this season um, with their recaps, like watching those after they, they pop up. And then I just, uh, just happened to look and they also did recaps of their season. Nice. Which I want to go back and watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved that. I loved that season. It was so interesting. I loved all the little places they went. And then just the fact that she's uh she's a flight attendant or was, I don't know if she still is, because I know that COVID seriously affected that. So obviously we'll get into get into that with her. But I want to know how that works, because like you think like flight attendant, like, oh, they're just on the plane. Right. But like there's layovers and stuff. So I'm sure that she's gotten to have layovers and have stops and stuff in really awesome places. And I love talking to these these challengers and these reality stars about, you know, where their favorite places are to travel and to visit and to see. And I just think it's going to be really fun talking to her.
0: Absolutely. And she sorry, I didn't mention it. Dusty does the podcast with her.
2: Oh, So nice. it's, okay. it's her and
0: Dusty from that season that do the recaps.
2: Really? That's interesting. Yeah.
0: And at, at some point, they're going to do a deep dive on her challenge season. Oh, nice. Where Dusty's kind of like getting questions together. Yeah. To then do a deep dive.
1: That's awesome. Not before we get
0: to do it. We beat ya.
2: No, that's, that's cool. Like that, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to her literally about everything. I have more questions and notes on my pad here for Kayla than I think I've probably ever had for anybody we've ever (laughs) interviewed. So I don't know how much time Kayla is going to have for us today, but we're going to try to get through as much of this as possible and and try to do a really solid interview with her. And like, I'm kind of nervous because this
1: is Karina's version of Marlon. Yeah, like Marlon was for me. Right? This is Karina's.
2: She's just she's so fun and she's so bubbly and positive and bright. And I just I I'm really fucking stoked. I don't know if I said it already, but I'm really fucking stoked to talk to her.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you are. And you know what? I think it's going to be a fun conversation because you know, like I like we were all said she's really well versed you know in, yes. in everything we talk about on this podcast you know what I mean so I think it's going to be it's going to be like almost like a trash talk session with an unplug sprinkled throughout yes. or maybe vice versa
0: she's uh, she just said that her computer is updating she's trying to join now which would that would be her
1: <laughs> phenomenal
3: Howdy. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. Sorry. I was like, I haven't used Zoom in a minute, and it was like, <laughs> we have to do all these updates. I was like, oh my God, I should have got on earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. We are habitually late, so yeah. it's all right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I am too. I like have to warn everyone. I was like, oh, crap. I don't think I told them that I'm like religiously known for being late, but here we go. <laughs> Three minutes. What? That's a that's a new record. Right? I love
1: it. There you I go. Love it. Uh, Kayla, my name's Ricky Hayes. Uh, this is my wife, Karina Hayes, and then we've got Tony, um, Lance, who I'm I believe you've been tennis going back and forth with getting everything uh, yeah. scheduled out. Yes. So we want to thank you so much for hopping on with yes. us. Um First and foremost, like we had an absolute blast watching you on Challenge uh. USA. Oh,
2: thanks. Totally. Like,
1: <laughs> like we said probably every episode it was like a reoccurring theme. It was Tony talking about Tyson and us all agreeing that you had like the best read on the game yeah. out oh, of everybody. Yes. So we were super impressed by it all. And Karina just got done binging your uh, season on amazing race. And she is like, just so giddy about this. Cause she's <laughs> like, I love this fucking show. She never watched it before. Um, so she, I am
2: now an amazing race fan. <laughs> it's fun. I tell everyone, I'm like, it's a good show. Like I guess yeah. I watched it since like middle school, but I'm like, I don't know. I really like the new season too. So I need to get on that yeah. one. Cause I want to watch DX and K it's, it's almost as if like CBS, doesn't know that there's like other days of the week besides Wednesday (laughs) I know I'm like I can't fit all this in we've got challenge we got the documentary we've got survivor I'm so behind on everything oh my gosh it's (laughs) terrible
0: and then they threw the real love boat in the middle so it goes Um, survivor real love boat amazing race and I was getting ready to watch amazing race after survivor and then they had the commercial and it was like up next the real love boat
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're like what
0: Huh? I was like, but that that means amazing race starts at 11 o'clock can't do that
1: yeah <laughs> so i exactly. watch it thursday i do too <laughs> we re re uh, we recapped uh survivor last night and like two hours before i was like i, I should probably watch this thing and, and get caught up so i know what i'm talking about not just sitting here silent the whole time so totally know about that um oh, so kayla if, in case you've never heard us before um on the Challenge unplug session, we're, we'll go through, we'll talk about pretty much everything. We're, we're going to try to do a deep dive into not only your experiences on the television shows, but also what it was beyond the edit. Because all that time you spend filming these shows, we get like maybe an hour of total time of you on camera. And it's not really wow. an always an honest portrayal of the person that you are, mm-hmm. as well as we're going to ask you a bunch of questions about the challenge and an yeah. amazing race because we nerd out on this shit <laughs> um but if you say anything you don't want out there uh, you know let something, something go.
2: slips yeah just
1: let us know we'll edit it out we're not trying Everything to make good. news yeah. or I'm anything Pretty
2: good <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> like,
2: it, it happens sometimes people will get like on a rant about something and then they're like they say something like oh my gosh and i'm like it's fine we'll edit it we're <laughs> not here to like make news or make headlines or anything. We just we just like trying to get your guys' side of the story out there. So I was gonna definitely say, just excited. let us know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like I like Barbara Walters, but we're not trying to beat Barbara <laughs> Walters.
4: You know what
1: I mean? so, uh, so Kayla, to kinda of start off, uh doing the research we saw you were born uh, in Gulf breeze Florida, which is right around Pensacola if I'm correct. Yep.
3: Yeah, okay. we're literally at the foot of the bridge to connect us to Pensacola. Oh, so. wow.
1: Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So I've actually spent some time on the Gulf Coast. It's absolutely beautiful. It's like
3: best beaches. <laughs>
1: it really is. Like I was in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and it was yeah. gorgeous. Um, it, it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Um what before, obviously, before reality TV, we know you were a stewardess um, with it looked like American Airlines. I'm not 100 yep. percent sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, obviously, prior to that, when you're a kid growing up, what was your goal? What did you want to do?
3: So I grew up on the water. We like lived <sighs> on a canal every single weekend, like me and my sisters and my dad and my mom, like we were just always on the water. Oh. So um, I had this like. I, I don't know. I just like to be in the water, so I started off like as young as I could to be a lifeguard at like Pensacola Beach. Um, and then I like realized it was really hard. Like you have to like pass like a swim test and a run test. Um, but I like also played all of the sports. Like my parents didn't really give me an option. I did like softball, soccer, basketball. Wow. I did ballet before I got kicked out of that. It only took like a week. Um,
4: I, <laughs>
3: I think I like kicked a girl in the shin or something. Like I was really bored, <laughs> which is very unlikely. I'm very nice. But like, I don't think, I just really didn't like ballet. I like to gymnastics. <laughs> I don't know. I was just very busy. I was very active. We always did something. So I really wanted to be like a famous athlete or something like uh, Mia Hamm was like my, my idol. Oh yeah. But no, I really like, I was always just like the social butterfly. So I just, I was like, oh, uh, like it, it sounds awful to like admit, but I just, I always happened to meet like the right people. So I never was like the person where I was like, oh, I want to be this, or I'm going to like work really hard to be this. I just kind of like, Saw who I met and like kind of what fell into my lap, or like, mm. I, I don't know. I was very, like, I was always very spontaneous, which drove my parents nuts. Um, <laughs> like, I up and moved to Brazil for a year after college because oh, I was wow. like, I want to learn another language, and I, I, I don't know. I, I was honestly a hot mess express, which is why everyone. <laughs> I think liked Raquel and I like during the audition process, amazing race. Cause we were just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was just a little water baby. I loved sports. I am grew up in Gulf race is a very small town. So Mm -hmm. from kindergarten to 12th grade, you are with the same kids the whole time. Wow! So even if you were like a grade below me or above me, we all know each other. Like I can't even before amazing race and the challenge and all that, you know, amazing stuff. I mean, you can't go to Walmart without like someone, you know, you run into like, no yeah <laughs> yeah so very active i was very active as a kid for sure oh, wow. that's
2: that's awesome i love that now that's actually really interesting that you said that you just kind of like got up after college and like just moved to Brazil. And you said you lived there for like a year. Yeah. So like, what was first of all, I'm curious, like where that travel bug came from? Like, did you and your family like travel a lot when you were younger? Or was that just kind of like a dream to do that because you never had?
3: No. So I think we went to Disney World for the first time when I was like 13 or 14, which like being like a Florida baby, like that's pretty late for like most people. (laughs) I'm not like a big Disney person. Um, But so, yeah, just we we didn't really travel anywhere other than for soccer tournaments. I like was on two different club teams. So every single weekend we were going somewhere for soccer. So like that kind of preoccupied all of our travel time, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really like consider that traveling. So I took my first flight when I was a senior in high school to Colorado for like a snowboarding trip. And I just thought it was like the coolest experience ever because I'd only ever really seen Florida and like North Carolina. So I think that was like my first like itch of like, whoa, that was really cool. It was such a change of scenery, you know, seeing snow, all that kind of stuff. Um, But no, I dated a guy who was Brazilian. Mm. And he would only speak Portuguese to his mom. And I had like a really good relationship with her. And I just thought it was so cool. Like I just thought that they were so like cultured and I don't know. I just, I was like, that's just, that's just so cool. And I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, like Gulf Breeze, again, same kids from kindergarten to 12th grade, it wasn't, it's definitely gotten more diverse now, but it was just predominantly like just such a white community. And like, it's just the same there was just no like in like my life, you know, it was mm-hmm. just it was just all the same. And so I was like, I want to go and like experience a culture shock. Um, I mean, when I went to UCF, obviously, you know, there was a lot more like diverse communities down there. And I got, you know, to kind of explore like different friend groups and stuff. But it just still wasn't like that shock of. I don't know, I just I wanted to change. I was so bored, I yeah. guess. You know, I went into college thinking I was going to do pre-med. And I kind of got screwed with like academics. I like took an AP class in high school. But then when I got to college, they were like, oh, but you, like you can't go in taking Kim two. You still have to take Kim one. I'm like, that's so dumb. And like, that's more money. You know, I don't know. I was just like really agitated by the whole process, you know, like the system or whatever. yeah. So I switched to hospitality just because I love people and I was like, Oh, I'll just do like events and weddings and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, it worked out because that's, I got a job at a hotel in Brazil and I really didn't, it wasn't like, Oh, I want to go to Brazil. It just worked out that, you know, my ex-boyfriend's, you know, sport Portuguese and so I was like a little familiar, but I was just throwing resumes out everywhere, anywhere. And it was just like, whoever, whoever will take Caleb Plot, like, I'll no. go. Wherever,
1: you know? <laughs> so in Brazil, were you like in a larger city like Rio or? So
3: I was in a place called Campos de Jordão. It's North Sao Paulo. It's in the mountains, okay. which Ooh. I never when I wow. pictured going to Brazil, I'm picturing picturing like Rio beaches, you know, and I yeah. get there and I was like. Oh, this is not what I thought. But <laughs> it ended up being like the best thing ever. It was it was weird. It actually had like a German influence mm-hmm. um, in that area, but it was just very like rural, like country Portuguese to where I When I got hired, they were like, you don't need to you don't need to learn Portuguese because, you know, we're a post luxury hotel. So like everyone that comes and stays here, you know, speaks English or multiple languages, you know, you'll be fine. But then everyone I worked with, like (laughs) to actually get my job done only spoke
4: Portuguese. (laughs) So I was
3: like, I am so naive. and was not prepared for this whatsoever, but it's so true what they say. Like, you can't learn another language until you just move there and you're immersed there and it's like fight or flight. Like, I had to learn Portuguese. Like, yeah, I don't shut up. And I got somewhere where I was like, I can't even speak to people because we don't understand each other. Like, I have to learn Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, I was like up in the mountains and then I would like vacation in Buzios, which was um, a little pendant off of Rio. Wow, oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, it was magical. I miss it so much. I should have never moved back.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I was going to
3: say, why did you move back? Was it oh just boy. <laughs> boy? Oh
1: no! Oh no! What <laughs> happens?
2: Yeah, classic uh, mistake. <laughs> Those yeah. boys get us. Damn it! Look,
1: it's it's it goes both ways. I moved to Phoenix one time, and that was the biggest mistake of my <laughs> I life. Love all right,
3: Phoenix. So. I.
1: I moved to Phoenix like in July though. It was horrible. Oh. Yeah, and then you go through the monsoon season and it's 120 degrees and like hundred percent humidity. I was like, this is not Get for me. me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm a bigger guy. Like I need the mountains and dry climate. That's what I need.
4: <laughs>
1: but I was going to say like I, what you were talking about, like growing up in Gulf breeze. I, I think that really resonates with us both and mm-hmm. Tony as well, because we're all yeah. from originally small communities. Like, now reno uh, we're in reno nevada it's it's a little bit bigger but when we mm-hmm. were growing up it was like max a town of like 80 or ninety thousand. yeah but it was like a little community you lived in and you couldn't go anywhere without running into someone you know yeah. and yeah. so it's like so our theme was and we tell challengers this is like we learned about like diversity and different lifestyles through like the real world and road rules. Same. And that was kind of gave us the spice of life and Same. led us into the fandom. Yeah. And that's actually kind of leads me into my question with you. How did you become a fan of reality TV? You said you started watching amazing race in middle school. What other shows were you into?
3: It was all because of my mom. Like we had like a very set routine and it was like, we'd eat dinner and then we'd have the TV on and like, we would just like wind down. So it was survivor, uh, which I never like fully got into at the time amazing race was like it, you know, cause like survivor is there most of the time we're like on a beach and whatever. And I'm like, Oh, well we have that here, but amazing race. Like again, at this point in time, my mom like introduced like television shows and reality TV, like, I'd never left Gulf Breeze or Mississippi or Georgia, so right, yeah, I'm like yeah. seeing all these like crazy countries, and I was like, whoa, like that's so cool. Yeah. So I mean, really, it was it was honestly like all to her. Like she loved The Amazing Race, she loved Survivor, she loved the challenge. Like my mom is such a homebody too, which is so funny. Like <laughs> she's the most least dramatic person ever, and like real world and like all that is like all drama. Yeah. And you know, like, <laughs> sipping her coffee, like all about it, and so like we just that was like our time to gossip and like kind of like escape because like we just weren't those people you know like yes we exactly. loved it I mean we loved it and anytime we'd like miss it we would be like okay like um, are you free on Thursday I'm going to come over we're going to watch the challenge and get caught up Um, yeah uh, and it was just that was my introduction into just not Gulf Breeze you know yeah. right right yeah
2: that's, yeah.
1: that's awesome I that's love so it. cool so I
3: love when it's
2: like you know like the the parent and the kid like when it's you know that generational thing. <laughs> you guys do it together I love that
3: I think that was like our first conversation of like boy talk cuz we were like ooh CT's cute and the <laughs> <laughs>
2: First had that conversation. First TV crush ever with CT. I think that I went for like everybody in our generation who were oh challenge fans. God. Like it was so funny. And then my
3: mom's like, "Ooh yeah." I'm like, "Mom, you're not allowed to say he's cute," like, you mm-hmm. know.
1: <laughs> so we, she got me into the challenge. Like I knew about it. I'd watch Real World and Road Rules growing up. But we, after we've been together, a while and I knew about our obsession with CT, I okay. go, <laughs> "It's funny. I used to have the biggest crush on somebody that was on Road Rules, and I know." She's done a lot of challenges now after living with her and her telling me about it. And she was like, Who? I was like, Rachel Robinson.
2: Yeah. It's like everybody had a crush on Rachel.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I thought that was like nobody knew about her, but obviously not. <laughs>
2: Rachel, Rachel was a looker. She still is. I oh, love yeah. Rachel.
1: <laughs> so how did you go from, you know, being in Brazil, working in hospitality to moving into working for American Airlines?
3: So when I got back from Brazil, it was just, it was actually really hard to find a job because I mean, just, I guess my experience in Brazil was, I don't know, like it, it just for some reason it like looked weird. Like, Oh, you just like moved to Brazil and you worked for a hotel out there. Like, cause it was just so secluded uh. and I moved back to Orlando, which is just saturated in like hospitality jobs. And so for me, I was like, I had like a very well-rounded experience from the hotel and what I did there and kind of like what, like I was valued down there was not being reciprocated back in the U S. um Like I was like, I'm not going to go back in and work at the front desk. Like I'm not yeah. going to do, right. I was just very like, I was never really like career like driven. So I was like, well, I'm not going to take a job after having such an incredible job, like in down in Brazil, just to like have a payment. So I was like, eh, like, I don't know about that, so I again just kind of took some time off because <laughs> uh, I I don't know I like had a pretty cheap place to live I had some money saved up and I just met someone who was like oh I think you'd be so good at this like healthcare company we do recruiting there either like the people's great the company vibes great and so I was like all right like I'll give that a I'll give that a you know a go so I did like healthcare recruiting for a while the money was great I loved the people but it's like one of those salesy jobs and you you had to give your cell phone number out to everyone. And it was like, when you left work, work went with you. And I did not like that. And it was also like you accrue PTO. And I hate that. I literally hate that because I would accrue it, but then I would still have to submit the time for approval. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. if I'm earning the PTO, why do I have to have someone approve the PTO that I've earned? Right. You know, and And again, it was like when I would use it, I would still have to like check into emails and just kind of be dialed in a little bit. And I I just I don't know. I just didn't I didn't like it. I wasn't money driven. And so I I get I was just miserable one day at work and I started applying to all of the airlines (laughs) because I was like, I really miss traveling. Like I could totally be a flight attendant and not thinking that I would like hear back because there's a saying of like it's harder to get into like being a flight attendant than it is to get into Harvard just because there's so many applicants every year mm. and like it's just such a long process of interviewing and getting selected so i just i definitely it was like kind of a joke but then i heard back from like southwest delta and american and i was like oh shit like you oh, know
4: yeah <laughs> so i really
3: just kind of went with the first one that offered me the job which was american um which is where i met like some of my very best friends like to this day like very like-minded people very adventurous people um it's where i met raquel it's how this whole yeah, journey yeah. kind of came to be um but oh it was the best switch ever because i mean what other job can you like fly for free the healthcare is absolutely insane and like yeah for the most part you can kind of maneuver your schedule to what you're liking you know right based right on yeah. seniority but it was the best move ever <laughs>
2: It's legit like one of the coolest jobs ever. Like we, um, I don't know if you know Naya Moore from the, from the flagship challenge. Yeah. Oh, um, I do. But, she, but she, uh, she does something similar. She does more like private flight, mm-hmm. um, attending and stuff. But I'm like, that is just like the coolest job ever. Like you get to fly all over the place and you know, see all these different places and meet all these different people. Like that is just like the coolest job ever. Yeah. 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 I'm
3: very grateful.
1: (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, um, were you mostly like just flying nationally or were you going international flights as well?
3: Um, I did international as well. How they do it now is like they qualify you for both. But I had three really good friends, Shelby, Jesse and Molly and the four of us, because there's typically four flight attendants on like a domestic flight. We would buddy bid. And so we did three and a half years in New York based there, lived there. And all four of us would bid the same exact schedule all month long. So we were just kind (laughs) of like, I don't care where we go as long as we get to go together. And like, it was really fun. Like some of our best layovers were in like. Tulsa and like like places that you're like I don't want to go there but then it was yeah. the best. Um, the international flights were just they're so senior like the flight attendants. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like if you didn't have like a buddy going with you, like sometimes the layover, like wasn't like what you envisioned it to be. It's very like solo travel is. Yeah, which I can do. It's just why do that when I could fly with my best friends to Tulsa? Yeah, you
1: yeah know? exactly. 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 No. <laughs> yeah, you go to the bar, have a great time. That makes yeah, total sense. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you're doing the challenge. And amazing race with your best friends. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly.
1: I love that. That's so awesome. Sometimes like, sometimes it's just good
0: to just almost throw a dart at the map and just go. Um, I lived in Vancouver for a while after I also come from, I come from a small town of 8,000. Well, and I, at 18 moved from that town in Nova Scotia to Vancouver, knowing no one and nothing and went to film school. And my roommate was from Sweden. And she needed to get her passport updated. And we made this, we had this plan to go to Seattle and it became way too planned. And we got to the bus station and we were like, I almost don't want to go now because it's so like orchestrated. And we were talking about it and the guy heard us and he's like, why don't you just go to Bellingham? It's right on the other side of the border. <laughs> i like, where the hell's Bellingham? Never heard and of like, that. Yeah. And we're like, okay, fine. So we just went to Bellingham for the day And we like wandered around total tourists. We found these like little record stores and restaurants and everything else. And it was probably one of the best side trips that I took in like the three years that I lived in Vancouver. And it was Mm -hmm. just because the actual trip that we planned was way
1: too orchestrated and we no longer (laughs) wanted to do it.
2: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. I love that.
1: (laughs) I almost feel like we need to do like a PSA. Like if you are in your late teens to your early 30s and you're not locked down with the family travel as much as possible like one of my favorite experiences i told karina this was living in vegas and los angeles because it was so close to everything else like you know you Mm -hmm. drive an hour and you're in mexico and it's a totally different culture right or Um, you drive from la to vegas or vegas down to phoenix and it's just even city to city you get different cultures different experiences and it helps you grow as a person but Mm -hmm. if you have the opportunity to travel internationally it'll change you completely and it's Always don't
3: do it like, you know, like he said, just so planned out and you know where you're going, like the best trips that I've ever done is like, all right, I know I'm going here and the goal is to fly out of here so many days later. And like, let's just see who we meet at the hostels and like, just like kind of go with the flow and meet some of the coolest people that way. And you get like an authentic experience of like the country that you're in. So, yep. And it's nice too if
0: you pick like if you pick a location for the day. And then that's where you go. Like, I want to I bid on a train, uh, like a train trip from Halifax to Montreal. Mm -hmm. And it was I think it was like two hundred dollars. Nobody bid on it. So I got it. It was in a sleeper car. It was all the meals were covered. It was like 200 bucks. (gasps) And so then we just got an Airbnb there. And every day we were there for a week. And every day we just picked a different location and just walked there and then just explored that area and whatever we could find.
3: That's Um, so cool. That's another thing that I wish the U S had is like trains like yeah, Yeah. all over Europe. They're so accessible and there's like the first, I like I went on a sleeper train for the first time, an amazing race. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. (laughs) You know, uh, that's right. Yeah. I
1: I actually just watched a YouTube video about a month ago. And so where we live in Reno, you know, Amtrak comes right through from San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it goes straight mm-hmm. to Chicago. And it was about that trip, and I was like, "God, let the kids get a couple years older, and we'll make that trip. It'll feel like we're going to Hogwarts or something." i right? about it. Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh my god. But
1: this, <laughs> yeah, like you said, the train systems in Europe are just something else. That's how it's every, a the, from, whole, it's an
3: experience. You know,
2: it's
1: just yeah. not just
3: getting you from A to B. Like it's, yeah. it's I don't know, it's so cool. Oh, yeah,
1: awesome. <laughs> so
2: I'm actually curious. Like, so first of all, I was gonna ask you like how that. Works when you go on flights, if you get like layovers in other areas. And obviously, like you said, you do. So, especially with like planning these kind of like, you know, the trips and stuff with your friends so that you're traveling with your friends, what's like one of your best memories?
3: Uh, work related or for fun? Let's do work related. Work related. Yeah. Um, so, we had a layover in Charlotte and we, we kind of got on this train living in New York. There's so many music venues. So we're like oh, just yeah. trying to find concerts constantly just because it was like something to do. Mm-hmm. And we kind of were like, wait, we could do that on our layovers, like opposed to just like finding a new restaurant or like finding yeah. the bar. Like, I'm like, well, why don't every time, like, once we figure out where this is another thing with flight attendants, you might be scheduled to layover in Charlotte, <laughs> but there's no guarantee that you're actually going to be in Charlotte because we made that mistake of like, oh, we have this layover in yeah, LA, like let's buy tickets. So we go to the concert on this layover and then that's the layover that like our flight got canceled. We got stuck in Dallas or like something stupid. So it was like, oh, you gotta yeah. wait until you actually make it to your layover to yeah. make any plans. Right. But, yeah. No, we, we laid over in Charlotte and my friend Molly, who is from Asheville, she had like posted kind of like, Oh, like laying over in my hometown or something. And one of her friends responded to like the Instagram and was like, Oh, like, we're here and my friend is dating the guitarist for was it Cole Swindell or it was a country concert. I can't remember exactly who it was at the time, but she was like, hey, like if you guys want to go, we can get you guys tickets. And we're like, yeah, sure. That sounds so fun. You know, and we did it. We got to go backstage and meet him and take pictures. And it was just like totally spontaneous. And it was like, Charlotte is a layover for American. That is everywhere between Dallas, Charlotte, Miami, like it's like you're laying over there constantly. So it wasn't we didn't think that it was going to be like this exciting layover. And it was like to this day, our favorite spontaneous layover just because someone reached out and was like, hey, we have these tickets. And it was so much fun. And I don't I'm not like a club like person. But like afterwards, we went to we met like these college kids that like invited us like this club that was like underground. (laughs) We were there like three a.m. We had to we had to wake up and work at like five.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't admit that. Like like
3: we were just going on like two three hours of sleep for days on end. But not not like a crazy story, but it was just super fun. Yeah, Um, my friends would probably this isn't like a good memory, but they constantly don't let me live it down. We were in Minnesota and no, I lied. We were in Philadelphia and our lay, our layovers, they put us up in like five-star hotels most of the time. Like they're really, really nice. Like in the downtown area, like accessible to everything. Yeah, And so yeah, we were in Philadelphia and we're like in the elevator with our like you know, flight attendant dresses on, have all of our luggage, and like these huge guys get in the elevator with us. They definitely had like had a few, and they're like, these oh, are flight attendants," and you know, whatever. <laughs> and so we're like, "Oh, like, yeah, like what have you guys been doing?" You look like you're having a good time. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, like well, we play for the Eagles," and we're like, "Oh, you know," and they're like, "Yeah, like do you guys want to come back down?" And I was just so tired, and I like spoke over all the girls. I was like, "No, nope, we're going to bed. We have a, <laughs> we wake up in the morning." Kayla.
4: Like,
3: like what the hell you know I'm like to this day they're like yeah well you know we could have met all the Eagles players but Kayla was like we have to go to bed <laughs> I was like not having it I'm like no we are going to bed girls like I was I was the older one of all of them and so I was the not fun one but <laughs> can you imagine I'm the not fun one but
2: <laughs> that's awesome oh my gosh oh my gosh that's so cool though like and that's that's like that's like my point is like that That job is so cool because like who gets to have those kinds of experiences? Like you don't get that experience at like a regular nine to five like office job or, you know, whatever. Like you don't get to do that kind of stuff for work. Like that's just mind blowing to me. Like that is the coolest job. And that's my
3: thing. Like it's work. Like I'm getting paid to like do that. Like, you know, because again, it's like if I leave base and I'm on a layover, I mean, mind you, it's just like a small percentage of like per diem, but it's like I'm getting paid to yeah, be gone and do these things,
1: like yeah, to travel and
2: awesome. and do cool stuff and meet new people. It's dude, that's amazing.
1: So one of my favorite job or favorite things about my job is, um, I I get to travel to different trade shows and most of them are here on the West Coast. I have gone to like Cincinnati and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. Cincinnati is crazy fun. I never would have thought it, but insane <laughs> with Columbus. Um, had a great time at both, but it was like I went down to San Diego for a show and we had like. Half the day where nothing was going on, and I went toward like the U.S. Midway, and I was like, "This was so fucking so awesome!" Cool. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Tom Cruise the whole time. I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> where's Goose?" <laughs> but like, that's that's the greatest part about traveling is just going and checking out something random that you never would have thought you were gonna do. So I mean, the the opportunity to do that in mass, oh yeah, just sounds like an absolute blast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. absolutely for sure. So I I am curious on this, and I'm gonna leave I'm going to lead into this. I'm going to leave it to Karina and Tony because I haven't gotten the chance to binge the episode yet or the season. But what made you guys decide to try out for Amazing Race?
3: So this is also like probably not super known, but we didn't even really try out. We went through the application process, but it was because someone reached out and was like, I think you guys should try out like. We're looking for like an all-female team. So Raquel was working in like a news station in Chicago before she was a flight attendant, like right out of Mm -hmm. college. So this guy, she might correct me if I'm wrong, but how I remember it was this guy that worked at the news station with her left to go to L.A., to work in like reality television and casting and reached out to her and was kind of like, Hey, like, have you ever heard of this show? Amazing race? Like, you know, I think like you should audition. Like, do you have a partner in mind? But this is the crazy part was maybe two weeks before she got that message. We had had a bunch of girls over at our apartment in New York and we were watching the bachelor and we were just like, oh, like, you know, who would who would go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, you know, and Raquel was mm. like, oh, I would for sure go on there. And, <laughs> you know, we we're just like going around and be like, OK, well, if you said no, because I was like, I don't know that I would like, you know, because yeah. I feel like I would be like plucked out of like, I'm definitely there for the wrong reasons. Like, I'm right. there for the experience. <laughs> I'm not there for love. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is also when I was single. But so, yeah, I was just like, you know, we were like, OK, if you said no, like what? TV show would you want to be on? And so everyone like went around and when it got to me, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I go, but I would die to be on the amazing race. Like I, that would be a dream. Like that's, that's my number one answer. I want to be on amazing race. And then literally two weeks later, she's gone on a trip and she calls me and she's like, Hey, like, wasn't it you that said you'd want to be on the amazing race? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, And she's like, well, do you want to, like, do you want to go, like, be on it with me? And I'm like, okay, Raquel, we can't just, like, go be on Amazing Race. (laughs) We got to make a video. We got to send it in. It's going to be this whole thing. I'm like, but sure, yeah, I've had, like, I had these, like, video audition ideas that I wanted to do with, like, an ex-boyfriend at the time that I thought would be, like, hysterical. Mm. And so I was like, okay, we could just use that. And she's like, no, 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 like, hold on. Like, someone messaged me and was like, hey, like, you know, if you have a partner in mind, like, I'll, like, I'll interview you guys. So I was in Virginia at the time on a layover. And I literally just like did like a little Skype thing on my phone. Like they linked her in and he like, he was like, you guys are hysterical. Like, I love you guys. Like, I'm going to see if I can fly you guys out to LA. And then sure enough, like a week later, it was like, get off work. You're going to LA. And then we were in LA for like days at a time interviewed with like all the CBS, like big wigs. Like it was the most intense thing ever and oh, I shit. remember seeing, like, Lulu wow. and Lala there. There was another little, like, twin girls there. And you could just definitely tell, like, they were looking for, like, the female-female,
2: right. like, mm-hmm.
3: duos. And so, sh- I mean, me and Raquel were like, no way we get it over, like, these like these girls that are, like, over here. Because they're, like, Twins. in, like, matching outfits. Yeah. Like, to the T. And we we're just like, no way we get picked. So I think we were just trying to have fun with it. And then it ended up just, like, working out in our favor. Like, we oh, were just wow. so over the top. Like, just cause I mean, like we're Raquel and I just get along so well. And like, it was, it was an opportunity that we felt like we just like, honestly shouldn't have, have even gotten. So like, <laughs> it wasn't like, Oh my God, we've worked so hard to get here. And you know, so we weren't like nervous and yeah, you know, like putting too much pressure on ourselves. We're like, well, like this is super cool. Like, let's just be ourselves, see what happens. And then like, they were like, yeah, you guys are pretty awesome. They're like, but you guys are like a lot. So like it's a lot easier <laughs> to tell someone to like, hey, you're a lot, like maybe bring it down a level, right? <laughs> opposed to like, hey, you guys are like super boring. Can you make yourself more interesting? Right, so right. that right. was like that was like the feedback that we got was like, you guys are kind of a lot, but we can work with that.
2: So
1: <laughs> Love, that's, that's
2: awesome. Right. Well, and I think this stuff like situations like that, and not to say that, you know, people who work really hard and put like years and years of effort into getting on these shows, not to diminish what they do at all, but I feel like in a situation like this, like coming in natural, just being who you are, not worrying about all the outside stuff, and just having fun with it. Like I feel like that plays off a lot better, especially for situations like this and reality shows, because they, mm-hmm. you know, want like the real you. And so I, I love that though. I think that that's like it's kind of like that being in the right place at the right time for the right yes. moment for you. And I think that that is freaking awesome.
3: Thanks. it's funny my my sisters and my mom are like of course Kayla that would happen to you like (laughs) 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 of course you would meet this person that would ask Raquel and I
1: I don't know (laughs) life is serendipitous like that you know you never know where it's gonna lead yeah you never know where it's gonna lead if you say yes to something it could change your life and look what it's done you know what I mean yeah exactly okay so I'm Going to kind of I have to step away to check on our kids, but I have one question I wanted to ask you real quick before I do that. And it'll lead more into the amazing race, which I'm assuming you guys are getting ready to dive into. (laughs) Um (laughs) so with your experience being a flight attendant, do you think that it translated to actually helping you guys on the amazing race?
3: Yes, in more ways than one. In one very like specific way, it was very fortunate that our first leg was in London and being Mm -hmm. based in New York, I had laid over in London. A, a, a lot like a ton yeah, of times yeah, yeah. and i i did i i've walked that city by foot like 10 times
2: yeah if not
3: more and so when it was like by foot picking like did or whatever like i was just so confident in where we were going which like even though this opportunity you know it's not we weren't one of the ones that like applied for like eight years or something but I still was such a fan, and I had, I had always wanted to do it. To where, like, once we were actually there in saw Phil, it was like, oh my god, this is real. Like, I was incredibly nervous, and I did start to kind of get in my head a little bit of like, oh my god, don't blow this, don't be the first one out. Right. To where, being in a city that I had already been because of being a flight attendant, I was like, okay, like I felt very confident. I was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do okay this leg. But also, just like the lack of sleep, like just as a flight attendant, you. I mean, anyone will say this. It's just like a very demanding job as far as like, yeah, your just your sleep, your pattern, yeah. your, your travel schedule. It's just all over the place all the time to where I'm very like adaptable in that sense to where even when we went back post COVID and we had like a day in between legs because we had to get COVID tested, mm-hmm. you're still like you're still exhausted and you're in like these European beds that aren't comfortable and you're so mentally depleted from, you know, running the leg and then doing the post interviews and like all that kind of stuff to where even that day off isn't enough to where the next morning you're up and going, I don't know. So it was just her and I were very adaptable in being exhausted and still like performing at our best just because like our job kind of requires that of us anyways. Right. But I will say, I think we would have, benefited even more if it was a regular season yeah not having those days off because I think we would have had a a huge leap on people in that sense of like we could have gotten up and run the next leg the next day and been just fine whereas some of the other teams I do think had a little bit more time to rest right yeah you know going back that second time but yeah I mean I wish there was like more. They don't do the whole like running through airports anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like none of that stuff. So, you know, there's no really like real advantage there. It's more so just, yeah, the being adaptable and like being sleep deprived and like time adjustments. Um, just the overall sense of like your body traveling every day for like a month. And then, yeah, just the London was a big, a big bonus that I just thought was like, oh, I know where to go. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah.
1: have I would have tried to play every advantage. Like I would have worn my work uniform like for <laughs> right. the first leg. Like well, <laughs> So
3: on even though when we took Big Phil, uh, we, that's what yeah. we named. The private charter was Big Phil. Oh nice. um, We would still like we're like, oh, well we're flight attendants. And, you know, because they wouldn't tell us where we were going. And that was the coolest element of the charter yeah. flight is I've never nice. boarded a flight and not know where you're going. Yeah. Right. You know, because they always, even if like, you know, someone booked a surprise and they hid it from you like on the flight, they're like, okay, today's your flight to, you know, wherever and the flight attendants were super cute and funny because at the beginning like you could tell they like almost gave it up she's like oh welcome aboard your flight too and then like you could hear like someone like trying to stop her she's like um yeah unknown destination and like it was just really cool <laughs> like it was just really it. cool and then like she was even you could hear her, she was like trying to hover she's like can i tell them how many miles we're flying and they were like no like you can't even tell them that <laughs> so, uh, but, oh no we definitely like made friends with like the flight attendants as best oh, as we yeah. could because we were like what if we're quizzed at the end on like how many miles we've flown in total or something, oh, even though they yeah. didn't, so I, we were like, Hey, like, cause they were the same flight attendants for like a lot of them. So we're like, can you tell us like this? Like, you know, we were definitely trying to get like inside information for sure. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
4: laughs>
3: and in the beginning, cause we started in Charlotte, which is where I was based at the time. So I was like, mm. Oh, like maybe we'll know our, our flight attendants that are like, you know, working our flight. And I was like, maybe we can get upgraded. But then I didn't realize little parts of the rules that you don't know is you have a camera and audio person with you so right. you can't get upgraded unless all four of you can get upgraded or like, yeah. you, know, yeah. you can't take that earlier thing unless all four of you can and so. right.
1: <laughs> Just so, no we're going to be right back to our seats after we talk to our friends and just like buckle up with exactly. them up in front right. by the door <laughs> you
4: know <what> I mean?
2: <laughs> so I'm actually curious about this because so this was the um, I read this was the second time in Amazing Race history that the start line wasn't like a set start line it was just everybody leaving from wherever they were you know currently based Mm -hmm. what do you what do you think about that change like do you like it better like that where you just get that call from phil and he's like go or do you like having the idea of having like the start line where everybody lines up and then go from there
3: um we kind of had both like i like the idea of just everyone being on the start line and like you just say go Which even though we all started in our own like homes and then kind of regrouped, like some people met in Charlotte, like we saw Kim and Penn and Coach and Connie. Right. When we finally did get to London, it still was kind of like an aggressive go, if that makes sense. And it might have just not been shown, but as like a fan perspective, I definitely prefer like the starting lineup and go like run your bags, the clues there. I was really like, it wasn't fake. Like when they like had like the phone and then like, they were like, Oh, you're getting a call. I was like, no way. That's not how this is. You know? I'm like, (laughs) we're definitely like going to like a start. they're like, no, like this is real. You guys are leaving. And I was like, Oh, what? Like I was so (laughs) confused where we did kind of have to like do it again because I was just so like, no, this isn't right. Like, this is not how we do it. Um, but they were like, no, Kayla, like this is for real. You're leaving from Nashville, like just you two. And I was like, what? <laughs> but Yeah, no, I like the starting lineup thing better. I just think like, I don't know, you're like sizing up the teams and it's like an all out right. sprint, um, to where, yeah, it's, I know a lot of people didn't Or some people weren't the biggest fan of season 32 because of, you know, alliances or like teams working together. But the way that we started individually, and only some of us were in Charlotte and some people were in LA, it's like these are the first time that we're seeing these teams. And so now we already have like a rapport with Kim and Penn, Coach and Connie, you know, because we were the only ones right there. Now, granted, that didn't really do anything moving forward just because. I think collectively as a cast, we were like, we're not like making alliances. Like, you know, you might help each other out on the leg. Like as like, you know, the situation suits you. But like, there was no true like, hey, we'll help you. You help us like, you know, whatever. So we're going to be the top two. Yeah. (laughs) But that could have very well been the case because of only some of us meeting in Charlotte, only some of them meeting in L.A. because of we like leaving on our own the way that we did. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the starting lineup set up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that too. I, 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 it threw me off. Cause like I said, I haven't really been like a, like a big, amazing race fan up to this point. I've caught, you know, episodes here and mm-hmm. there, you know, clips, moments and stuff. And that always seemed like, like, that's just the, the excitement. Like you're standing there, everybody's there, you're waiting for him to go, you know, say go and, you know, and so then when I turned your season on and then you guys are like in the room, like packing your bags and then you get the phone call and then they're like, he's like, go and your bag's not even closed yet. And I was just like, this yeah, this is not what
3: I expected when I turned not this I on. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> I was like, Raquel, surely no, we're going to get to like, you know, and they're like, no, this is for real. Like there's a cab outside. Like you got to go and race like, that go.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose that probably like put you right in the mindset of you have no idea what to expect for the remainder of yes. this season. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent.
3: Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it was, it was good that it was that way because then I didn't have like all like the built up, like, Oh my God, the starting right. line and whatever, like it was, you were thrown into it. And I mean, that's kind of just how I like as an individual, like perform better anyways. Like right. I don't, I don't need the extra time to mentally prepare or whatever. Like if anything, I'm just going to get in my own head. <laughs> so Right. That's so all I am to. Yeah.
0: Here's a question for you. Sort of like melding current season with your season. If you get to the starting line and right before you go, you find out that it's a scramble, like the start of this season, mm-hmm. what's going through your head? Cause like looking at watching this season, I, and I, like I listened to, um, your recap with Dusty and I was like I would have no idea what to do at that point because you've got three locations
3: yeah I would have just sat there like dumbfounded kind of like I don't like I don't know and especially with my situation with Raquel like Raquel wasn't like the big fan of the show like once we knew that we were going on it we obviously like brushed up and studied previous seasons and stuff but like it wouldn't have been as big of a deal for her, but for me, you know, she would have been looking at me like, okay, like what do we do? And I'm like, I I I don't know, Rachel. This has never happened before. You know, yeah. and she would be like, What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean this hasn't happened before? Yeah. I can like already see the writing on the walls. But yeah, <laughs> I I literally I would have had like a panic moment because I would have been like, I just would be like, if is there a wrong order to do this? You know, right. like it would have just been very overwhelming. To where I probably would have just like picked out the team that like I thought that like we could keep up with and like maybe right. just try and like follow the area that they did. But uh, all I do know is after I mean, it's easy to say what I would do after watching this season <laughs> and what they did. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I wouldn't have gotten like all the information at once. I would have been like, all right, Raquel, let's just pick one, whichever one we want to do first. Like, let's just go one at a time and just see what happens. But like, I would have been so overwhelmed because it was, yeah, it's just so new, but I will say I did like it. I did like yeah. watching it. And I was very glad that they showed like, you know, where teams were at a certain point because halfway totally. through watching it, I really was like, if I was running this, I would have no clue who's where or who's done what i would be asking everyone that i saw like how many have you done which one did you do should i do this one you know like i would be asking everyone i don't know so it would have been so chaotic i would have like wanted to throw up (laughs) like well (laughs) yeah there's
0: you have no idea how much of a sense of urgency you need to have yeah and like i i appreciate dusty's take on it because in hindsight that seems like the smart thing to do (laughs) but Mm -hmm. if i were presented with the situation in created just to kind of give you like a rundown they they had the three points that they needed to hit mm-hmm. but no order to do them in you could do them oh, in any order okay. and they were just like here you go uh right. and there's no non-elimination legs this season oh wow so, okay so dusty had said that he would go if memory serves the furthest out yeah and mm-hmm. then work his way back in because probably your final stop is going to be like a centralized location. Right. But I would would not know what to do.
3: I I honestly probably been like, what's the closest? Like, let's just get to one and get one done and see how we feel. And like, maybe that will like build confidence. Like I'd be like, what's just the easiest one to get to, to like get this thing started? Yeah, but him and I would have done two different things. But <laughs> again, that's easy to say what I would do now, yeah. like watching it. But like I literally, when it when it said that, I was like, "What?" I would have thrown. I literally would have thrown up. I would have been like, "I don't get it." Like, what? <laughs> She's like,
2: "Guys, this is not how Amazing Race is played." Okay, yeah, this is not
3: how I studied it. My type A personality is not okay with this.
0: <laughs> Especially if they start with the go from your house.
3: Right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, enough, Phil, enough. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: this season was your season of amazing race was very odd for obvious reasons. Um you know obviously you guys get through the the you know the legs in London. Um you guys head off to Switzerland. I think you guys did like one leg there. Um and then you got you got there for your pit stop and and the overnight and then we come back the next scene and Phil is pretty much telling you guys that they're going to shut the show down for because of the coronavirus breakout. I'm curious. Did you guys have any like suspicions that this was going to happen? Or did you guys think that it was just you guys were going to do the race and there was going to be no issues with with uh, with the coronavirus?
3: Yeah, I I can only speak for Raquel and I. We had right. no idea. Um, Kim and Penn definitely did because. Like after that conversation with Phil, I do remember like before like us ever starting when we're like sitting down with production and we get the rules and all that stuff. Kim and Pin had asked about it. And I just wasn't paying attention or I had never heard COVID. And I was just like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're obviously super smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, Raquel, do you know? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, we probably don't need to worry about it. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, that was really it. And so, yeah, we were in, um, we were in Ireland and I knew something was Ireland. wrong when we were in the hotel room for like three days. Yeah. And I was like and Raquel was like, is this how it's going to be? Like she's like, do we have this much downtime in between each one? Like, do they need time to like set up the next one? I go, no, this stuff is like pre set up in the next countries that we're going like, no, this is not right. And she's like, well, what do you think it is? Like we honestly were like spec. I was like, maybe there was like a terrorist attack or something like I like I'm like, because, you know, you always have like the London like subway system and the trains like one like because of violence or because of um the strikes but i mean obviously i didn't know anything about ireland that i was like maybe like ireland has something going on like in their country like mm. i didn't know but i was like there's a reason why we're not racing like 3 days is a long time
4: yeah but
3: yeah. when yeah. they finally but this is the other thing is like i mean they were like all right like get ready to race you know so i was like oh, okay we're good to go now like you know, so we go and meet Phil and Phil's standing no. there. And then so we, I genuinely no. still didn't know. I thought like, okay, whatever we were dealing with is done now. And now we get to go back and like start racing. Like that was weird. Like, but I knew that they wouldn't tell us just because like, they probably like wanted our mind, like focus on the race. Right. So I was like, okay, like it's CBS. Like, obviously we're fine if they're going to let us go out there and race again. But when we walked up to Phil, I could just tell by his demeanor, like something was wrong. Yeah. Um, but I still never I didn't know at the time like anything about like the pandemic or whatever. So like I kind of knew once I saw his demeanor before he even said anything, like something's probably like this something's is probably wrong. done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. I was so wow. upset because I thought for sure I'm like, we're not going back. Like there's no way they can restart this. Like, you know, I was like, well, that was a good try to be on the amazing race. <laughs> you know, oh. I just it was really bizarre. Like it was like a really bizarre experience. And then it was like the concern of like, can they even get us out of Ireland at this point? Right. Yeah. right? And then yeah. Raquel and I were like, uh, they're shutting down travel. And we're like, that's our job, you know? Yeah. So it was more of like, it was more of like, well, oh, crap, what are we coming home to? Like, do I even have a job kind of thing? Like it went from being like this awesome experience to like, what the heck is happening? <laughs>
2: Right. right. The world's falling apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I couldn't imagine. I can't. That's that. like I see why they did that. But that's still like that's so sucky that they were like, all right, get ready to race and like got you guys all hyped up. And then like but they knew what was going on. They could have just yeah. been like. Hey, we got to bring you guys down for a meeting with Phil, you know. But they got you guys hyped and pumped to go. They're like, yeah, oh, we're
3: micing so you." Like, you know, oh, we're no. like, "Okay." Like, <laughs> oh,
2: wow. oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, how heartbreaking! Oh my gosh, that's terrible. And then, I mean, you guys were you guys were gone for the race was off for for nineteen months for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Once you guys returned, you and Raquel had talked about how, you know, when you guys got home, you you ended up losing your 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 jobs um, because of Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. So I'm curious, like, how did you make it through the quarantine and the pandemic without, you know, your career?
3: It like it was it was a really hard transition at first um, because. Well, one, I was like, well, I'm not going to stay in New York for this pandemic. Like, I'm going to go back home to Florida, which we all know the reputation of Florida during the pandemic. Like, everything was open.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go down there, you know, because (laughs) I don't do well sitting in a room. Like, we had, like, a three-bedroom apartment with five girls in it, and I was like, I can't.
4: Yeah. so I
3: got I went back home I moved back in with my parents or my mom so initially just because like I could just go to the beach um which is like you know I, I wasn't like around anyone I was I just felt like at least like I can be outside and enjoy the beach and like come home and have like my mom's food and you know right. I had a car here in Florida so that made the transition a little bit easier but then I started being like kind of like doing research of like how long is this thing going to last? Cause at first I was like, okay, like we'll probably be, you know, out of work for like a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Because at first it was, Yeah. yeah, at first it was, you know, take leaves where you can and it, we didn't immediately get furloughed. So it was like, I was like, okay, well, I'll be one of the people that takes the leave because I'm in New York and it's not safe to be here. I don't want to be here. I definitely don't want to be flying and exposing myself and other people and whatever. So it was like, right. I think it's best. Like New York was one of the first groups of flight attendants that could like leave work. So right. I was like, I'll do that to like buy time. And they, the company was like encouraging people to take leaves. Cause it's like, if you're taking a voluntary leave unpaid, then it's like hopefully saving money to where we don't have to furlough people. And then we got furloughed anyway. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm doing something good for the company. and like, I'll I'll volunteer. I'll go live at my mom's, not have like expenses. And then I get furloughed anyways. And that's when it like, that's when I kind of panicked because when furloughs happened after 9-11, like people didn't go back. They didn't start rehiring for like seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait around seven or eight years to like, hopefully go back to flying. So I don't know. I just, again, I did what normally happens to me. I met someone was like, you can be a bartender at home. So I was, (laughs) I was a bartender. Um, I met my now boyfriend, um, which that was like a godsend because I, I was like, I never wanted to move back home. Like I, that was not for me. That was not going to be in my plan. I just thought like I was taking a massive step backwards. So I like really struggled. Like it was, I'm not flying. I'm not in New York anymore. I'm back at home. Like I'm just a bartender. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no offense. Like being a bartender is great. You make the best money ever. No. Oh yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's just not what I had envisioned for my life at that time, turning 30 years old. Yeah. Once almost was on the amazing race. Like it was just like, I don't know. That sounds very like why I pours me, but like, I really was just kind of like, what am I doing? And then, right. I mean, as lame as this also sounds like, yeah, I like, I met Colton and he has like a se- He had a seven year old daughter at the time. And it was just so fun. Like I didn't have a huge family and he has a massive family. He's mm. one of five. And so it was just, we always we just we did stuff as a family constantly. like we got back into sports for the kids, which like brought me back to like my childhood. and it was just yeah. I, I found like a new sense of love for a routine, which like was <laughs> never a thing that I liked. <laughs> um so it kind of like, I don't know, it like settled down, and I was like, okay, like I have like made a life here that i I do enjoy. Um, and then things started opening back up, and then they asked me <laughs> the race, and I was like, "Thank God, I can go and get some like chaos again." But, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and I mean, and that was that was actually going to be my next question: is you know, nine nineteen months pass, yeah, and then you finally get the call, and they're like, "Hey, we're ready to go. We're bringing you back on the race. Meet us back in you know Ireland or whatever." And then, so when you guys get there. Obviously, not everybody who had previously qualified for the for the legs moving forward were able to come back after that long you know, period of time. And so what they ended up doing was bringing back a couple of teams who had been previously um, eliminated in, you know, in earlier legs of the race. I'm curious, like, how did you guys feel about that? Like, were you guys OK with, or was it like just um like just happy that these teams were able to come back so you guys could complete the
3: race? Or was it like. Yeah, that's a little bit unfair. <laughs> like these people were already eliminated. Like, you know, that was definitely our first reaction. But then like looking at the bigger picture, it was, well, we can't do this if they don't come back you know, because there's not enough teams. So it was the initial like, well, that stinks. That's not fair. Like, I hope when we get eliminated, we get a second chance, you know, just like (laughs) (laughs) that whole mindset. But no, we like very quickly, that was like not the, you know, we were like super grateful that they found a way just for us to race and do it again. And like, you know, we also got a chance because of like, you know, the private charter, like we got to know Mike and Mo and Natalia and Arun, which like we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do had they not come back. So it all ended up working out, you know, for the best, but yeah, we definitely were like, well, that's, that's not fair (laughs) but then it was very like well this is the only way you're gonna get to race so like thank you guys for coming back (laughs) right right? this is great you know (laughs) well like that was that was
2: my thing when i was watching it like i you know it opens up on that shot of you guys all standing there with phil again i'm like wait a second these (laughs) people were already a limit i'm like that's not fair that's not okay and then he starts talking to all you guys about it and i was like you know what? Okay.
3: That's, that's a fair point. Like, you know, it would have been such a short season or like a season that just like wouldn't have happened because before we got the official call, like, okay, you guys are going back. This is the date. I mean, we were getting calls for a solid six months. Like, you know, you guys are still interested, right? you guys are still interested, right? Like, you know, and I think like one of them was like, he was, you guys aren't pregnant, right? Like, you know, because,
4: <laughs> like they were just like, if
3: we have one more team that can't come, like we can't make this work, you know? So right. they were just like, really, cause we loved the cast. I know that they were really happy with the cast. So to lose, yeah. Like Spencer and Anthony coaching, yeah. Taylor and Isaiah, that was super last minute. Like it was just like, it was a devastating blow, but so thank goodness Mike and Mo and Natalia Naroon were able to come back so we could like make it happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were like, wait, what <laughs> What are you doing here? But we, I knew as like a fan, I'm like, they're, they're going to make it fair because that's the thing yeah. that I love about the amazing race. And my experience filming that show was I genuinely felt taken care of the whole time. I felt like it was incredibly fair. All of the rules were very clear. The, you know, the penalties were very clear. Um, So it was like, you know, it wasn't shown, but they had a speed bump that they had to do. So they had an additional task outside of the rest of the teams that hadn't been eliminated. So, like, it Um, all in the end was fair. Okay. Yeah, they didn't show that. that. They had to be in these, these, like, massive cabbage balls and, like, run through a maze or something. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't there, so I only got to see, like, pictures and, like, hear about it. But apparently it was incredibly
2: difficult. So, yeah, they had to do, like, an extra task that's cool that actually makes me feel a little bit better about it because I was like well that yeah. really sucks like <laughs> yeah, that's cool though that they made them do so I wish they would have shown that though that's- I wish
3: so too because I think it would have been hysterical because I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure it was Mike like and Mike is like the huge one <laughs> yeah. was in that ball and Mo is like direct I'm like that would have been hysterical like why wasn't that shown that's great <laughs> oh my god Ugh. <laughs> I did bring wine to this <laughs>
0: Good nice. call. I've, <laughs> I've got I've got a porter with cold brew infused. So I'm
3: right. also fucked. <laughs> Anytime is- I like eventually talk about the challenge, I'm like, I need wine. And there's a football game later today, so I was like, oh, I'll do a little pre-game and talk. Yeah. Stuff, and it'll be a great time.
1: <laughs> I, it's it's off subject but I was gonna ask if you had maybe some pictures that aren't on your Instagram because they are lovely pictures but everyone you have like a, a, a wine glass like somewhere on you and it's so hard to photoshop <laughs> out and I was like she's got some great photos like the one of you sitting I think you're wearing like a gold shirt on like a leather couch I was like this yeah. is a phenomenal photo I'm like I can't get the transparency in the glass it's not gonna work
2: <laughs> she's like no all of my pictures are with wine okay I'm, I'm such a wino
1: i love it look i i I prefer marijuana myself but i get it it's the same kind of thing you know it's it's like boyfriend yeah yeah yeah, it's like i take a little bit of the edge off you know as a dad though i love doing hot wheels when i'm stoned i'm like yeah dude, let's play monster trucks i'm (laughs) game dude that sounds so amazing
3: it just makes me fall asleep like immediately i'm like i'm tired bedtime like no, yeah that's, <laughs>
1: that's me yeah that's her like yeah. if she's gonna do it it's gonna be like at 10 o'clock at night at she's night. like yeah we're going to bed in i'm going to bed minutes. now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: i'm not i'm not like a big drinker either that was like the whole thing like i had to have a conversation with my mom i just genuinely like the taste and i like the process of like it tastes yeah. different for other people and people have different palates and like i yeah. love doing the tastings and stuff like it's like yes. i don't like i can't do beer like i can't do the seltzer stuff like Mm -mm. i'll do like a margarita every now but i'm like i just genuinely love the taste of wine i'm like and i heard it was healthy for you so i'm just
1: kidding right (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's great yeah i mean it's it's <laughs> it's it's, like, it's
3: basically a fruit salad
1: okay uh, yeah, exactly like, well I'm like getting so my I, daily
2: dose yeah
1: i always like because my mom drank one i was like oh that's that's for older folks that's not for people like in their 20s and then we uh went visit a good friend of mine who lives in uh like the central valley of california uh mm-hmm. manteca area and he took us this, like lodi with his wife and lodi and and what was the other area um, where Concannon is? I can't think of it right off top. Anyways, we went to a couple different places, had wine tastings and it completely changed my like idea on wine oh, and yeah. I really yeah. enjoy it now. Different and,
2: foods, yeah. different oh, like, mm-hmm. oh man, I love it. Now I, I, I love actually it. have
1: like a favorite. People are like, what do you like? I'm like, I, I really enjoy a Red Zin. You right? know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: I'm
3: so cultured. <laughs> yes, I know. Thanks,
1: <laughs> I don't like wine from Napa, only from Lodi. Mm. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: i can't be seen with you (laughs) i I I
1: was gonna say don't believe the hype i usually drink in a diet coke
4: (laughs) Uh,
2: so anyway and we so my next question we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier um is about the the charter plane so mm-hmm. obviously this was completely new for Amazing Race as well. And it kind of removed the aspect of, you know, like you said earlier, like racing through the airport and trying to find your, you know, where your flight is and make the flight and all of that. Um, but it also seems like, you know, what you were telling us that there were other like aspects of doing the charter plane that made the flight a little bit more exciting Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of curious, like, which one did you like prefer? Would you rather have like that race through the airport or did you like having the charter plane for for the cast?
3: So having experienced it, I loved having the charter fight flight just because I we got to know each other, which I don't think we would have been able to do in like the same capacity had we not had the charter flight because we yeah it's like you obviously can't film on there and we all just got to hang out it was it they used it for like sports teams i think so like all the chairs were like huge and you could recline that like it was so comfortable it was a really cool experience but that being said i still like if i were ever to like get the opportunity to do it again I would want like what in my mind is like the authentic, like amazing race experience. Like I don't I wouldn't want the charter flight. I'd want to have to do the whole taxi thing or yeah, like, you know, getting to the airport on my own, Um, just like little elements like that. Like I would still like to have that experience just to test like how well Raquel and I would have done and if that is an added benefit. Right. Um, Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Because because that's what I was thinking,
2: too. Like when I saw that, you know, you guys were flight attendants and stuff. I'm like, oh, they're going to kill the airport stops like Mm there. Because, you know, that's another piece of like experience that can be applied to to that situation where, you know, most people might not know how to read an airport and to navigate through it. And, you know, and so but then when that was in another country,
3: it's it's very different. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. But. That's awesome. I liked the charter plane thing. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, like you said, it gave you guys like an opportunity to get to know each other and, and, um, you know, kind of become closer because I've always wondered, you know, obviously like, you know, on the challenge, everybody lives in a big house together on big brother. Everybody lives in a big house together on survivor. Everybody lives on a beach together, but amazing race is the only one where you're not consistently like with the other competitors. Yep. And so I've always wondered how those relationships and those friendships form because you don't have that time to sit and get to know these people that you're competing against. But, you know, the the plane sounds like it came in
3: handy for that. (laughs) Yeah, the plane helped tremendously. And then I can't. I don't know my Amazing Race trivia this well, but it's like I know on ours we had the camping leg. But again, only so many teams made it to that point. And I remember one season they were like in a caves. like sometimes they do have that one leg where you all have to sleep together in like a contained area. But it's like that's really for the most part it. And then it's like I guess the bonds are formed like if you're. Like sitting out on a roadblock with like the other person, like consistently. Or yeah, it's just it's a lot harder to make those bonds than it is like in the challenge in Big Brother. It's definitely like a totally different thing, which is yeah, like coming into the challenge. I'm like, I don't have social gaming experience other than what I've watched, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Watching (laughs) like watching the challenge with all of the rocks and the four like the four coins i feel that if nothing else is going to bond teams it's going to (laughs) be surviving that together yeah because that looked like one of the most brutal things that i have seen either like the challenge mm -hmm. survivor whatever that looked terrible
3: it was awful and like thank God Raquel did that one. because <laughs> She, her mental fortitude is like way better. It's funny. Cause like, I, I am like a very positive, like uplifting person, but I also am like, I'm way quicker than her to get frustrated. Right. And so her whole like Zen, like whole mindset, I'm like up there, like on the bleachers, like, okay, maybe let's put the Zen down and flip some more rocks over, you know? (laughs) But I mean, that's just, I literally was looking at her. I'm like, she's, if anyone's going to find it, it's going to be her because this is just, it's just so Raquel, but yeah, like us four that weren't doing it, sitting up there, like watching them. I mean, this took hours. Yeah. And, It's like, I mean, we saw Kim cry at one point and that Aww. was just like, you know, mom doesn't cry. Like we yeah. were like, oh my, yeah. like I just felt so bad. And Pen was like, I like, I would do anything to trade places with her right now. And it was just like really sweet to see that. And, you know, Ryan is just this amazing human for yeah. like everything that he's been through and like the calmness that he has in him and like, you know, his, him bringing Dusty down <laughs> and like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was like the most bonding like experience outside of like, you know, the fun stuff of being on Big Phil and whatever. But yeah, that I'm so glad you brought that up because that was it was just hard to watch, like, you know, your partner, like your person, like struggle doing that because it's just so mindless. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that you can do better. There's nothing that you can correct. um, And then we just have to sit there and watch it. You know, like it was brutal. It was so
0: brutal. Well, and there's no skill set to it. Like no skill set. The skill set is flipping over a rock yeah. and trying not to flip over when you just flipped over. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, like it's finding li- like almost a needle in a haystack. Right. And I remember like I remember watching it and for my wife and I basically from the very beginning, our three like our top three teams were you guys, uh, Kim and Penn and Dusty and Ryan. So mm-hmm. to see all <laughs> of you guys in yeah. that and just like <laughs> struggling and we like talking back and forth on the couch we're just like I don't even know like what I would do in that situation I don't know how that situation gets resolved because the only way to get through it is to like flip one over mm-hmm. yeah and I I feel like we talk on the podcast a lot about things that go beyond the show um so like when TJ was talking to Nelson after he got eliminated like this season on, on the challenge, like that goes beyond the show. And for that, Dusty and Ryan, like going up and taking in the view is that moment that goes like well beyond the show to just being this really pure moment. That is one of the standouts for the entire season for me, Yeah, because it's just, it was such an insurmountable task.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the low point that Dusty got and just Ryan knowing exactly how to handle that. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's just it's cool because like it's people that I personally care about. And then to like watch that and it's like I was gone. I didn't see that. And so to get to see yeah. it, I was like, this is why I love the show. Like I love I love that they included that like. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just it's beyond the show. It's beyond Amazing Race. This is just like about two humans, you know? <laughs> yeah. <Cold laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Transcends TV. It's it's a real moment and it allows people to to connect and to relate on a on a more real and personal level. You know, I love when they show stuff like that on these shows. Yeah. So really quick, just because I want to clear this up for myself, because, again, like I'm I'm new to the amazing race like fan base. But I know that like when you guys come across like the roadblocks and there's like two different options or whatever, if you guys start one and then you're like, oh, I can't do this, you can switch to another one. But you can't switch partners or switch what person is doing the task. Is that correct? Oh, man. Because I was thinking that the whole time I was I was like, man, I wonder if like they could like switch. Like she's not, you know, Raquel's not getting it. Can like they switch places. And so that's interesting. Okay, so that's good to know. You get like.
0: You get like a vague clue when you pick who does yeah. what, right? Like you get like yeah, part right. one that's as vague as possible while still kind so of vague. saying something that <laughs> yeah. could be conceived to be part of the challenge. Yeah. So and then to, like, once stop, you actually say it, yeah, you have to like yeah. stop,
3: like look around, like, what do we think that this could be? Like, what do we think? Like, you know, Raquel's is one was like, who. I think it was who can rap or who's a good rapper. Or oh yeah. Yeah. I hate, I don't know something, but like, I'm like looking around and like the olive groves and they have these big, like stone looking things and like these spool. I don't know. I was, so in my mind, I'm just seeing all these like big things. I'm like, you're stronger than me. That should be you. And like, sure enough, I was like, damn, we read like we the context was yeah. wrong there. Like I should have done that. But no. Yeah. Right. That's the same thing with like this season. You see Claire build a Ducati yeah. and it's like, why the hell would she do that? Like, that's what Colton's saying. I go, the clue said, who wants to take a break? Now, mind you, it was probably spelled B-R-A-K-E, right. which yeah. you wouldn't know watching. But like me, knowing, reading the clues, that probably said B-R-A-K-E, not B-R-E-A-K. E-A-K. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she did it. You know, and it's just uh, like, the, obviously that was the wrong partner choice, but right. you don't know that in the yeah. moment. And yeah, you yeah. cannot switch.
0: No, and like, who's going to, who wants to call in the cows? You're yeah. not thinking that you're going to have to memorize three separate yodels with actions in a language <laughs> that you don't speak. That you don't know. Like, uh,
3: <laughs> hell no, I would have I I'm, I'm fairly confident Raquel would have done that one, not me.
0: <laughs> My wife looked at me and she's like, you would have done that. No questions. It was not up for debate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see i i think one of my favorite ones and and raquel absolutely like killed this was the i, I don't remember what it was called but the the one where he had to walk up the side of the mountain and go up and you got to see the, the four different countries.
3: oh no yeah the um what was that one called it was in allston the hike yes yeah, the England little was, like, hike the thing and thing, you had to you had to clip yeah. on with the carabiner thing like she was just running through that oh it was thing. who like, wants to take in the view was yes. that right. was the clue yeah I thought so, that one was really awesome. Like, that I know w- that was the one I think I was jealous of that and the canyoning. Those were yeah. two really cool ones. And then I had to tie stupid knots. <laughs> I was like,
2: <laughs> With the fish? oh, my gosh, so yeah, that, was that was the great. freaking death of me. <laughs> I hated that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that was that was awesome. Um, but I'm curious, like. What was so that was the one that you were probably the most jealous of that you didn't get to um, do. What was like one that you ended up doing that you were like, dang it, I shouldn't have done this. It should have been Raquel. Was there any
3: of those? At the moment, it was the knots like I went back to that little fisherman. I'm not exaggerating like 30 (sighs) times before I ever even like could get one. I mean, I just I was it was so tedious But at the same time, like, I do think I was the right person to do it. Like while doing it, I just I didn't want to be doing it. I'm like, I just I wish Raquel was doing this so I didn't have to put the stress on myself. Like, I do think (laughs) I was the right one to do that one. I just yeah. In the moment, I was like, oh, I wish Raquel had to do this and not me. Like, why could not I do the canyoning one instead? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that was for sure the one other than like this wasn't a roadblock, but it was a detour. It was the one where you got to choose between making the belt and throwing the flag. The flag choreography
4: because
3: it said like who wants who's it was something throw and I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be sports related like the twirling of the flag, the flag was so gosh darn heavy, like unbelievably heavy. And then I'm just not good at memorizing movements. I'm good at memorization, just not movements. And I was getting so frustrated. Mm. Like Raquel had to like pull me aside multiple times because I was like, can we please switch? Like I'm so over this. Like that was the (laughs) one detour where I was like, begging her to switch and she's like no like we can do it like just let's break it down like you know but yeah that was the i wish we would have switched and done the bell but i mean luckily we didn't because we probably would have gotten lost going to the bell but (laughs) i think we would have done that way quicker than we did the stupid flags and we could hear dusty scream when he got it And at that point, like Lulu and Lala had already left. And we knew that Dusty and Ryan were in there with Kim and Penn. So surely we thought Kim and Penn, they dance and do all this. They'll be gone. Lulu and Lala are gone. We heard Dusty scream. So we're like, okay, he finally got it. They're gone. We're the last ones here. So I was like, God, can we please switch? I'm not going to get this. (laughs) But but yeah, the knots I could have done without. That sucked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, obviously, um, you guys ended up uh, you guys ended up coming in second place behind um, Kim and Penn, which, you know, that's literally nothing to look down upon because they were phenomenal (laughs) like the entire race. Yeah. Like
3: flawless, like annoyingly (laughs) flawless. (laughs) (laughs) They were. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I was gonna say I love them, but I hate them. You know, they're so <laughs> no, good. Like I literally
3: love them. They're 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 in my phone as hot mom and dad. I mean, from yeah. day one, I was like, wow, they're such an attractive couple. They and also are. they were like truly like parental figures for Raquel and I. So I <laughs> I loved them. They were amazing, but I also was like, God, you guys are so good. Like, stop. Like stop being so good at everything.
2: <laughs> they were really good at everything. So overall, you know, you guys traveled like 22,000 miles you guys went to two different continents six countries 17 cities including three cities that had never been visited on amazing race before Mm -hmm. what was your favorite location that you got to see while you were running the race
3: um my favorite is probably I I always flip-flop because I'm like I don't know it's a tie for me so one is Corti Corsica the island Mm. off of France It was so stunning and I wish like, so where we did like our final little interviews after the mat, you kind of get a glimpse of it behind us. But the whole thing is like on this massive limestone cliff and there's like these buildings etched into the cliff, like from the original stone. And it was like super high up. Like it was just, it was stunning. It was so pretty. And like, it, it just, everything was water. It was like coastline water, like cliffs And then you go a little bit inland. It's like this marina beachy area. And then further inland was like where, you know, the canyoning and all that stuff was and where we hiked. Like it was just such a cool island. And I didn't even know France like owned islands. Like it was just (laughs) for me. That's what I loved about the race was I went places that I never even knew existed. And I'm like, I will vacation there. And then the second one is Lugano, Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Same kind of thing. Like That lake that we were at, at the mat, it looked like you were in Hawaii or something. Like it was so tropical, but then the whole city has such an Italian influence. And I love Italy. Like I like food and wine, like all that stuff I'm obsessed with. And then again, like to get there, like 10 minutes outside the city are these insane, like Swiss mountains. So those by far were my favorite two places um and dusty's already been back to lugano like they really whole family did a trip there and he's like kayla was even more amazing than the first time and so right yeah those two corti corsica and then um lugano for sure
2: wow oh yeah. yeah i loved lugano like even just the little brief shots that we got to see on the show it just stunning just beautiful beautiful yeah i loved it Anyway, so I, I was actually going to jump in to uh, Challenge USA, Tony. I didn't know if you had any other amazing race questions um, f- that you wanted to talk
0: to Kayla about. I think the only thing that I have a question about is how were you able to get the pillar count so quick?
3: Oh, my
2: gosh.
0: Because the that was impressive <laughs> as hell.
3: Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I just... I don't, I, to me, I was so easy. Like I just walked up there and I was like, I tried to count and I noticed that like they were getting so close together, like the further away they got. Right. And so I've just always had really bad vision. And so anytime like I can't, I also have astigmatism. So like, I know my good eye and my not good eye. (laughs) So like, I just like covered one eye and then I, I was like, I counted, but also if you looked above the pillars, so like there was the pillar and like the arch Yeah, every like I want to say it was pretty consistent up until the last set. Like it was like every 15 pillars, there was like a little square like etching that almost kind of looked like a window, but wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't hollow. But then there was like a little hook that either held maybe a plant or a light. And then I noticed I'm like, okay, that's been like every 15. So when I switched sides to like, not forget my first one, I was like, okay, at this, that little hanging piece and that little square, that was 15. So when I wanted to double check myself, I'm like, okay, 15, 15, 15, 15, you know, like that's yeah. you know, yeah. 60 that's or smart. whatever. So that's right. 16, 61, you know? So I just, I, I like divided it up into sections and then I like double checked my sections. I'm like, no, it's one Oh six. Cause like I got it and I was so confident, but I'm like, Why? Pin's gone back and forth like four times. Like, am I missing something? Like, is it not as easy as I thought? But no, right. that's honestly all I did. I like covered my eye and then I like was easily able to count the sections. Right, and then I just counted the sections, and I'm like, it's 106. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> like, even when the guy was like, yeah, it's right. Like, because I even was like 106. Like, I wasn't confident because I was right. just so confused why Penn was going back and forth. And then he was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm like that was so easy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cakewalk. Cakewalk.
0: Like, right. Pen. Pen also complicated. Not like not in this case, but like he complicated for itself. Like when you had to go to the mail room, like really yes. early on, yeah, because he was like the there's no way that it's this it's easy and they're easy. like analyzing stamps and like addresses. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. My
3: favorite was like, I saw Penn like lying down doing something <laughs> yes. and so I'm like what is he doing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that was I funny. was just, I was
2: <laughs> laughing through that whole thing. I was like, oh my god, this is so bad. I was like, this I was is like, so there's bad. no
3: way that it's this easy. So I for sure thought that I was wrong but I'm like, right. dude, it's 106. Been like, <laughs> not that hard. But so close together that like, if yeah. it was so easy to lose, like what you counted when you switch over to the other one. But right, yeah. right. That's how I did that.
2: <laughs> I love it. So, n- from Amazing Race, now I'm curious, how much time was in between before you got the call for Challenge USA? From when you left Amazing Race to when you got the call for you know,
3: to go on challenge USA. Was it a year? Was it like six months? No, it was closer to six months. So amazing race. I, I know that it finished airing in March, but I think we got done filming in October because I remember yeah. I was back for Halloween. So it was finished in October. And then I left for the challenge in April. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. well, yeah. So but it so Amazing Race finished airing in March and I was in Miami and then two day, two or three days after I got home from Miami, I got a call from the challenge and they were like, yeah, but like, can you leave in like four or five days? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, okay, well, let me put down this brie cheese and uh, maybe go to the gym <laughs> I'm going to get my ass handed to me. <laughs> oh, <but. laughs>
1: so, were you able to tell your mom you were going on the challenge?
3: Yeah, I told her, Um, Yeah, yeah, I told her, Colton and my dad. Um, But then it's funny, like after I did Amazing Race, like there's like a set group of friends that like, I mean, I talk to all the time. And even like my friends here, you know, they see me all the time and Colton's family is massive. And so it was just like, you know, trying to do the whole the first time on Amazing Race, I like had told like my like core group of friends. I was like, you know, I I was like, hey, guys, like I'm doing another one of my like international trips. I'm going to be unplugged. So if you don't hear from me for a while, like, you know, don't freak out. And, you know, I usually have like the location on my phone for like certain friends can see me like when I was flying especially like they'd be like oh I see you're here for a layover like I'm here yeah. or something right. so I'm like I didn't want them to freak out by like not seeing my location me not responding so I said that and they totally bought it so the <laughs> second time I tried to be like yeah I'm doing another one of those trips you know and they're like you're so full of it They're like, "What are you <laughs> doing? you're doing? you going on a show
4: <laughs> but yeah, so I
3: just can't tell anyone anything anymore um, right.
4: but
3: yeah, no, I told my mom yeah and my mom literally was like what and I was like yeah yeah and she's like do you think CT is gonna be there and I was like no it's the CVS one so I'm like it's gonna be like all BB people and survivor so she was like oh my gosh um she was like beside herself because I mean she was like the same thing as me she was like are you gonna be okay like you know (laughs) what if you have to do a whole brawl like all that stuff you know she's just
4: like
3: like be careful like please be careful um but yeah she also knew too that like i mean after like amazing race like all this stuff like i was definitely like i wasn't really working out like i'm an avid runner i wasn't even like running i literally <laughs> wasn't doing anything
4: and she's like well
3: but you wish you were working out up you know this whole
4: time amazing race. And says, don't you? And i was like yeah thanks
1: mom yeah I do." <laughs> real real motivational so i'm curious why was it like you got a call four days beforehand do you know why or why they waited um,
3: I, there was definitely a comment made that, I mean, because I was like, it was amazing race was being aired. Like the outcome of that show hadn't even like happened yet when Uh, they were like calling and reaching out to people. So uh, from what I remember being said, and I don't know if this is like the reality, I don't think that they had like had approval like to contact me yet. And then also like, I'm, I was an, I I wasn't like officially an alternate, but I was like kind of an alternate, I think, um, because there was rumored that a bunch of amazing race people had like been contacted, but they like they were like on the fence um, Mm. and then it fell through like they backed out. And so I know that they were like desperate for amazing racers. Um, So I think it was like a combination of my episode or my season was still filming and I was still on like the, like, you know, I made it to the final. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I think they were still, I think they were waiting on Lulu and Lala because I know that they were contacted. Um, But Mm. I think like, because of like their work contract and stuff like that, there was, some conflict there and so when they officially backed out i think that was like an in for me right
1: but serendipitous once again you oh yeah
2: absolutely i know, know. It's awesome so i'm really quick since we're talking yeah. about this sorry really quick i i'm just curious did they also call Raquel to come on
3: for the challenge? And she- yeah, but she is pregnant. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> oh, or
3: she was pregnant at the time. Right. <laughs> she, yep, she has already delivered. They have a healthy oh. baby boy. Oh. Yeah. So Yay. yeah. So she was unable to do it, but I also don't know if she would have, like, right. she says she wouldn't have done it. I think the only thing that she would be open to doing is the amazing race again. Right. Um. You know, if they, for, whatever reason ever calls back um but yeah i don't i don't know if she would do another one or not gotcha. based on like our conversations but i don't know right. she could maybe be convinced right yeah you never know right <laughs> <laughs>
0: so how do you prioritize if you've got like four or five days before you're going on the challenge as a fan of the challenge how do you prioritize what you even do in those four <laughs> or five days.
3: Well, for me, it was like, I'm not going to get stronger from now right. until then. Also, while I was in there, I'm like, I'm not getting stronger while I'm in here. If anything, I'm just going to be hurt and sore. Mm-hmm. So I just prioritize. I'm like, I'm an avid runner. Let me at least get like four days of running, you know, under my <laughs> right. belt of Try like to get, get back into going. the swing of it. And then I can still consistently run while I'm there. Yeah. Um, right. But I was like, well, right off the bat, I need to start running other than that it was really just packing like i mean i had a lot of like paperwork i had to submit and then i had to get like a physical like lab work all that good stuff um and then really it was just kind of like packing you know we were sponsored by under armor and i needed to make sure i had like under armor gear like stuff like that so right i i really didn't have time to prepare and then it's like yeah i step in there and it's like i've been training and i've been doing this i'm like well that's great guys like glad you have time to do that because I, right. I, they're like, oh, yeah. what, have you, what have you done? I go, well, I've been partying in Miami and New York and literally doing nothing other than eating and drinking and watching my season of The Amazing Race. So yeah. I am not prepared for this whatsoever.
1: Oh my God. I, I still think like from that opening episode, one of my favorite scenes is when you and Xavier have that little exchange oh and you're like, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I love the cookout. And he was like, I, I wasn't even in the cookout. and just wanted I I loved
3: Xavier. My mom asked me all she's like, so who was like your favorite big brother person? And I was like, hands down, Xavier. He was so incredibly sweet. Like, so when James left, he was my partner. Mm -hmm. And he would just like he like had his arm around me and like consult, like he was just such a sweet, like kind human being, like just such a genuine person. But he was also like super funny. Like I really like dry humor or Mm -hmm. like. Uh, like humor that like where you kind of have to like be like wait what like so with that comment he's like I wasn't even part of the cookout and for a minute I was like wait you weren't and then I'm like wait <laughs> yes you were like <laughs> he had me second guessing what I know that I know you know <laughs> but, like he was just really funny like we had a we had a little like scandal that happened in the in the in the compound and so because he's like a lawyer he was like pretending to be the judge and he brought oh everyone to court and
4: like <laughs> interrogating each person like and it was
3: all for fun, like it, it, we were like, damn, like, you know, it was it was so funny because most of the time he, he's like so composed and calm and whatever, yeah. but like he was so funny, like oh, that yeah. whole courtroom thing was freaking hysterical. But that's incredible. Wow, but gosh, yeah. <laughs> why don't they show these things? The it makes you should have so seen. upset. Yeah, I know. Shit they should have it bothers me. It bothers me. <laughs> they should have they should have shown Azad too, because and she was one of the ones that like kind of surprised me because i it's not that i didn't like her on big brother it's just i just like i didn't really have like an opinion one way or the other i feel like they mostly just kind of showed her sleeping and so i just i didn't really know much about her and she was also like hysterical in the house she would host mafia nights and she got so into character she would do this like safari theme to where like i full-blown i thought she was like an african safari leader like it was hysterical. And <laughs> oh I'm like, God. why didn't they show this on Big Brother? Like, you're hysterical, you know? But yeah. it's like, I guess they only have so well, Big Brother's different. They're on so many nights of the week and they have like the BB Live feeds and all that. But yeah. I mean, the challenge, you have such a short amount of time and there's so many conversations going on. But
1: yeah, and yeah
3: it's a shame though.
1: That's one of the things that I, I love the challenge because I love the idea of the competition and. Mm-hmm seeing some amazing yeah. amazing people do some amazing different things like climbing up a semi you know <laughs> while it's driving on the road people or
3: better at that than others <laughs> yeah i mean
1: it's tomato tomato but you know what i mean or like answering trivia on the side of a building or doing a demolition derby like just not normal everyday it was shit, yeah. so yeah.
3: fun like oh and i'm, God, I'm yeah. grateful like i'm not like afraid of anything you know whereas like some people were like every time they'd see water like oh like why do we keep doing that? And, you know, some people are afraid of heights. Like, I'm not afraid of anything. So the whole time yeah. I was just like, this is so cool. Like Amazing yeah. Race was awesome. Awesome. Right. Like as a well-rounded experience, my favorite. But the challenge, like the stuff that you get to do, they're so stunt-like. And it's like, when are you ever going to get to do stuff like this? Exactly. Like containment yeah. hanging above the, like just growing up in sports and being competitive and liking water. And like, I'm not afraid of, it's just like so much like crazy stuff. Like every time I saw it, like I was more excited than anything, you know, to where I'm just like, this is just so cool to where like, yeah, I need to be more on the mindset of like, I need to like, really perform here but i was just like this is so cool like,
2: the
4: whole time
3: that would be me
2: just like oh my god i get to rappel down a glass building like this is yeah. the most badass thing ever like, like so <laughs> cool i just like a uh, secret
3: agent i was nerding out the whole time like i'm just oh like my. god this is so cool i love it i'm I gonna love
1: it. i'm gonna speak to 90s kids but really it's just like the adult version of that show guts on nickelodeon where they had to climb the rock and everything it's it's just that I would be like that kid. I'd be like, yes, I'll do all of this. Right right. <laughs> all of those
3: things. Yeah. I volunteer tribute. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah, like me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so uh, when you when you walked in the house, did you have an idea that, like it, it was going to be show divided? Like there was going to be some amazing race folks. There was going to be some Big Brother survivor, Love Island. And with that being said, did you expect it to go show lines? So quick. Or was that just something we saw on TV and that wasn't something that was really happening in the compound?
3: No, that was definitely happening. Um, And I expected it to happen Um, mm-hmm. just because when you're dealing with that many people who have previous experience on like a, a reality television show, three of which involve relationships, mm-hmm. it was just very early on. Like everyone had this like unspoken, like understanding of like, who's going to be the first, first person to take a shot at their own. Like, it's like, you don't want to do that. You want to maintain your numbers as long as possible, because if you have the numbers backing you, then especially with this random algorithm, if you're partnered with someone, you know, it's like you have a, you had a bigger bandwidth of, of security, um. So, yeah, it was definitely immediately it was going to be shows have their own shows back. And I'm looking around at like Leo and James and I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, <Why is> <laughs> I literally nah. I was like, well, what the hell? You know, Um. so, yeah, it was like it was our whole thing was we immediately had a bond. We immediately knew we would have each other's backs no matter what. But we didn't want anyone to know that initially we were like let's try and spread out and each of us infiltrate like a, a show essentially, yeah, right? you right. know, if we, if we can do that, like if we can be absolved by another show, I mean, cause we can't do anything with just three amazing racers. I mean, yeah, we were just yeah. very realistic. Like there's nothing we can do. Um, if everyone's sticking with their own show, which was definitely the vibe.
1: Well, that was a conversation we had on the first recap uh-huh. was like, they screwed you guys. They they, they gave everybody yeah. else anywhere <laughs> between six to eight people from the same show. And there was three amazing race folks. And it yeah. was like, no, that's not that's completely wrong. What I think really helped is the fact that they casted so many people from Big Brother 23. And there was those residual feelings oh, from yeah. what happened that previous <laughs> season that <laughs> yep. it didn't take long for someone to say, you know, I'm going to go out for someone from my show. Right.
3: Which, yeah. I mean, as a fan of all this stuff, I was like, heck yeah, this is awesome.
1: But like, in there, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like,
3: you know, uh, I don't think it was a, the smart move timing no. wise, because then you notice they started going after that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. But yeah, it was, I was definitely like, ups, not upset. It's like, you know, I just was like, well, this is definitely a disadvantage. But then I realized like. I'm pretty good at building relationships and so I think I can have enough strong relationships to where people will forget like my like what show I'm coming from and I can be absorbed for for Kayla you know, yeah. and because there's only three amazing racers, it's not like, well, we can't really work with Kayla because she's got all these other people she needs to protect. It was kind of <laughs> like, no, dude, I'm a free agent and there like, yeah. yeah, was like comments. I think Tyson's like, Kayla's out here for herself. I'm like, well, yeah, you would be too if you only had two other people from your show. Like, yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of options. <laughs> like, yeah. Of course I'm out here for myself. Well, I never got um, that
2: statement. Like, of course I'm here to win a million dollars for me. I'm not here to win money yeah. for you. <laughs> like so
0: are 27 people on this show yeah
3: i'm not here to protect the people that blatantly seem to want to work with me you know it's just you probably are getting that that vibe because we don't have that rapport so exactly it's the same
1: of like the people like on big brother and survivor and challenge are like well you lied to me it's a game built on lies this is what this is all about you can't be mad about that
2: yeah exactly (laughs) oh i love it
1: so um I, i wanted to ask you this you you, know, you get into a house with so many different personalities, so many different people. I mean, obviously, we've seen from watching the show, there's a lot of big egos <laughs> in the show, too. What? Yeah, um, never Yeah. I, would no. never <laughs> have guessed it I mean, literally, Shot. the first episode out, people were like, that's Wes reborn, you know, right on right, top. You know what I mean? But um, going into this, is there someone that you thought like, like first impression like i'm not going to be able to get along with this person and then as the show progressed because you obviously made the whole season you actually were able to make a connection and friends with them
3: I don't think there was anyone initially that I was like, oh, I can't, I don't think I'm, I can be friends with this person. There was only one person, like, over everyone else. And again, there's a lot of big personalities. But for me, there was just one, like, Extra big personality where I was like, whoa, this person's a lot, was Johnny from Love Island. Really? Um, yeah, which again they don't like really show, but I know that guy was so loud. And it's like you heard <laughs> him coming from five rooms away, you know, like he was just <laughs> such like a boisterous, like it was just such a loud personality to where, again, like I mean, there's a lot of loud personalities, but if you're the loudest out of all these loud personalities, like it's it's just a lot. Um, but then I will say we had a, we had like a conversation on like the little day beds outside where he was telling me about like all the businesses that he has and he's into like real estate. And we just had a very real, just like human life, like no reality television. Like, this is just like, this is what I'm passionate about. Like I'm really building this, like back at home. And this is like my focus when I get out of this. and And it was just like, he was just such a real authentic person to where, like, literally, he gets up from that, and he's just like, ah, like you know, like going out into like, the, the kitchen again, and it's like he just turns it on, you know. Right, it's just yeah. like it was like almost like a split personality. Like he's this mm. calm, like driven, like businessman, but then it was like, I mean, he turns it on, and he was hysterical. Um, but like to like the oh, like he's just a lot. Like he was right. just a lot yeah Um, (laughs) yeah. that's (laughs) really like the main person that like stood out to me but it also was like i didn't watch love island so Mm. they also were were a group of people that i just didn't know anything about so i could only go off of first impressions and so like his first impression was like the loudest was like right guys like a lot (laughs) Uh,
1: did you know everybody else like from watching their seasons or just like a, a fair majority of them
3: I knew everyone on big brother, um, outside of amazing race, big brother is what I had watched the most. Um, and then survivor. I I'm now like an avid, like I've crushed, like, 20 something seasons of survivor now that I've played (laughs) with all of them. Like I'm obsessed with it. And again, my mom would definitely have it on and I'm very familiar with the show and I know how the show works. I just didn't pay attention to like the characters, not characters, the, the people, the cast. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything about them. The only person that I recognized was Tyson. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, but I didn't know him. Like, it was just one of those things. I'm like, I've definitely seen him before. Like, I didn't know his name or like anything, but I'm like, I definitely know that that guy's from survivor. Right. Um, everyone else from survivor. I didn't, I didn't know, which was uh, my biggest regret is like, not like knowing people and like what happened on their season. Like, you know, so with the cookout, it's like, I knew what happened. I knew Mm -hmm. about Derek and Alyssa getting, you know, the short end of the stick on their season. And I knew the dynamics of all of them. And I've seen through social media that all of them are friends and all of them hang out and, you know, X-Bot, you know, all the cookout watches. And it's just like, I knew everything about BB, which was very beneficial going into navigating conversations and navigating relationships with like certain people And with big with Survivor, I I didn't know anything like now I've watched Winners at War and I know what happened between (laughs) like Sarah, Ben Tyson, you know. Right. So it's just like. Yeah, I knew I knew Big Brother, I did not know Survivor, I did not know Love Island. And I obviously knew my amazing racers. So it was just like, I was kind of at like a 50, 50, like I knew half. I didn't know the other half. I
2: I think like the, the biggest part from this though, is that even though you may not have known like the survivors and the love Islanders, you knew the challenge. Yes, And that showed through, I, I, I know we touched on this a little bit. Yeah. I know we touched on this a little bit earlier in the, in the interview, but like, it was something that consistently impressed us the entire season where like Kayla has such a great read and a great gas grasp on not just how the is played and, you know, all of the politics and the things that go along with it, but you were grasping this challenge because the way that challenge USA was played was a little bit different than how yeah. like the flagship challenges was played, cha- was played, but you were able to take hold of that and really use it to your benefit to the point where You know, you're one of one of three amazing racers to be the first amazing racers to ever play the challenge game. And then you were the only one to make it through the entire season and run (laughs) TJ's final. And I think that is like incredible to be able to do that, especially saying you know that you weren't familiar with all of the other people that were on the cast. So. Yeah.
3: Thanks. <laughs> I mean yeah, no. like I am like I I'm like I studied the challenge. You know, like I I took the whole social thing very seriously. I took like everything that I did, like I like had a purpose, you yeah. know, but I also it was very important to me that like everything I did and the things that I did with purpose, I wasn't being anyone like other than myself. Yeah. Um but I mean, also like these shows kind of like shaped who I am kind of thing, you know, just because I was like such a fan and like, you know, right. I like idolized, you know, the CTs and you know, all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, it was really cool being like such a fan of like the challenge and big brother too, because I'm a fan of like the socializing part and like the right. gaming and making alliances. And I'm, and again, amazing race, you don't do that. So I was very like I was excited to see like how well I could like maybe execute like those aspects of what the challenge is. And so, like, I feel like I did pretty well. I mean, it came yeah. down to relationships for me getting into the final with yeah. Sarah and Dom. So exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: and even then along the way, I mean, you you literally like I said, you you ticked all the boxes. You had the social play. You won an elimination. You won a daily challenge. You qualified for TJ's final. You ran TJ's final. You were the only amazing racer to do so. Like you just you ticked all the boxes all season. And it was incredibly (laughs) impressive. And I just I really want to commend you for that because not (laughs) a a lot of people could come in. Being at the disadvantage that you were in coming in and it kind of being a show alliance set up at first and you only having two other people to work with right out the gate. And then to turn that into the situation that you did to be able to make it to the final and run the final. I, I just I think that that is impeccable.
3: Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Lord. I like, gave it my all. <laughs> you did well, a great to, job. <laughs> to
0: add on to that. Uh, sorry. Uh, to add on to that. There's a reason that when we did our finale recap, every single person on the podcast listed you as one of the people we wanted
1: back.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. absolutely.
1: Well, yeah. Um, so we did a recap like towards the end of the season. I think it was I think it was right around like when Sarah was trying to go into the hall brawl against then. so it was like right around that episode. <laughs> um, and the only reason I remember that is because we had um Alex Brizard from the Circle on and he's yeah. a huge challenge fan. He loves Survivor, loves all these reality shows, too. Mm-hmm. And him and Tony were having a conversation about how This season of the challenge was special because it was the first time we got all rookies and they played the challenge the way they thought the challenge should be played. And there were no veteran influence on, no, these are the people you go after first. Um, But so that's where I think it's so commendable is because you know, the challenge on the flagship MTV challenge, like we do. And there's certain guidelines that happen, you know, rookies go first and all these other things. Right. But the rule book was thrown to the wind and you still were able to navigate it. And yes. I mean, honestly, it seemed like you Tyson and maybe Danny really had the clearest mm-hmm. read on the game and how it was being played. James did too while, James he, was did, there. while he was there. I definitely yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. I was very
3: I sad would... to see him go so soon. Oh, I was devastated to see him go so soon because yeah. um, I mean, he gave that his all. I mean, yeah. like he was so strategic had very like driven conversations. Um, and I'm glad that you included Danny in that because me and I, t- I talked to like a lot of people about like my experience with the challenge and that everyone always asks like, Oh, how was, how was Tyson or how how is Sarah? how is you know this person mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, "I don't know, like for me, Danny like kind of got the kiki edit, you know towards yeah. like most yeah. of uh, most of his stuff, which I mean I think is hilarious, and I think it's like <laughs> it, it was mean, the greatest we, we, inside all heard, joke. we all heard that much about Kiki actually in in there, you know <laughs> yeah. like, <and> so, <laughs> I, I mean, but at the same time, like Danny was like the perfect perfect challenger that like kind of kept his head down yeah. yeah but also made sure to speak up when he needed to and yep. you know because otherwise like i'm looking at danny as like a big threat yeah. you know it's like i mean and he was he was able to kind of like quiet that and then just be in the right conversations at the right time, kind of kept his mouth shut. He was a wealth of knowledge, but just kept that tight lipped because just everyone got along with him, you know? And so, yeah, Danny, like I really, really, really enjoyed Danny.
1: Well, obviously the experience you have compared to what we see is is different as the viewers. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. as the viewers, he got very much the CT gameplay right which yeah. is he no attention Lay was low. brought to him he mm-hmm. won a daily when he needed to avoided elimination and when it came down to it he was able to do the the final right and, crushed, and, it. It, yeah. and yeah. crushed it yeah like there was there was really no part that he struggled at except for maybe the very first part on the second day in the morning where he was right. getting to that first puzzle yeah. yeah but i mean it was it was a phenomenal game but i think the, the fact that What you did with the lack of alliance Mm -hmm. in your original show getting really no fucking no heads up on your going on just like hey do you got your passport fill out these papers let's go hopefully you've got like a fucking vaccine shot you know what i mean
0: and like i was
3: so out of shape like, <laughs> <it> was <laughs> bad. i was like oh
0: my
1: god <laughs> But that's why i think it's so impressive though, is that you were able to navigate it and you yeah. were able to go into it like six months off of your previous show and come in with a clear enough head to navigate a whole new social structure Yeah, in game show or, you know, however you want to categorize it, the fifth sport, whatever. (laughs) Um. Well, and
2: I think that we really like one of, when I think about, you know, um, your, your, your knowledge and your approach to the game, One of the moments that really impressed me, and it was such a small, tiny moment, but it was actually in the final um, when you guys were standing at the bottom of the mountain and you guys were getting, you know, getting set up, waiting to go and i believe it was a confessional it cuts to and you were like these people have no idea what they're getting themselves into with this final yeah. mm. and i was like this girl watches the challenge she knows that this is about to be the suckiest thing you've ever yep. done in your life like yep. she's ready for this and and it was like in that moment i was like yeah okay she she knows what, she, what to expect in this final you know she's yeah. she's gonna be all right.
3: <laughs> they asked me multiple times in like interviews, like, oh, you know, what do you expect from the final? What do you feel about TJ's final? What do you think TJ's final? I'm like, here's the thing, I I don't know what to expect. I'm just expecting it to be the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I oh got, and I go, no, like I'm I'm being very real. Like I know that like I'm probably gonna have moments where I'm gonna want to quit, and this is gonna suck, and I'm gonna enjoy zero part of the final. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna, I can say I ran TJ's final. You know, yeah. like. I mean, they they can only include so much and how grueling that it was. And I know that our cast got such heat for like, oh, so many people quit, you know, but I have my own feelings about stuff like that. But, you know. It's just, I mean, it, the, the shoveling the dirt thing, I think that was like the biggest one where I don't think they showed the gravity of how grueling the conditions were. Yeah. yeah. You know, we didn't have all weather stuff. Like all everything we're wearing is soaking wet and that's what we're wearing for the rest of the time. And shoveling dirt is just mindless, barbaric movements. But it's like, for some people, you know, I know people felt certain ways of like, they were just upset about it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, there's always an overnight. It's always this mindless, like the, the point is for you to get no sleep, for you to be miserable, for you to be physically Mm -hmm. exhausted, for you to be physically uncomfortable. So it's just like, I was like, well, there's worse things that we, you know, it's just like, well, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like I expected it. It was, it was what it was, you know? And so that I think broke a lot of people down mentally, but I mean, for me, again, it was just I I expected this. I knew there was going to be this overnight element. I didn't expect it to be raining the whole time. And then <laughs> what happens to dirt when it rains? It's literally like cement. Yeah. Um. But... But yeah, it's just yeah the biggest my biggest thing like to everyone be like oh what do you think of TJ's final? I go I don't know I just know it's literally going to be the hardest thing that I've ever yeah. done and it's right. it's I'm not going to enjoy it this is not going to be something cool it's not going to be something I'm excited to talk about later it's just like it's gonna suck but I can say I did TJ's <laughs> final you know right? like, yeah. yeah like it's, not many people get to say that it's like saying <laughs> I'm clam- signing up for misery <laughs> Like <Yeah>. it's <laughs> like saying
1: I climbed Everest you know yeah. like only a select amount of people can say like more yeah. people have climbed Everest and ran TJ's final exactly. You know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, one thing I did want to mention, and I'm going to do it in a half joking way, which is, I think you and James have a real career opportunity in running spin classes
2: yes right
1: yeah, that was like one of the most like i was the, ready to the, get on a bike i'm ready. gonna be honest it was one of the lamer eliminations as a 100%. viewer to watch but yeah. you guys made it fucking awesome like yeah. it was super entertaining because you guys were actually having fun doing it yeah and everyone's like oh yeah. wait,
3: was that you guys show boning i go no i i genuinely genuinely we were at a moment of if we go out, we go out like, you know, Mm -hmm. it it is what it is. It sucks to be going down into an elimination, especially so early. So it was like, I genuinely loved James as a person. Like I loved that. I got the opportunity to like make him one of my best friends, like through this experience together. And so it was just one of those things where like, we genuinely were having fun and like it, it helped so much that every single person was cheering for us like everyone and so it's like that gave us energy on top of the energy that we already kind of had going into it and so like it was like no like that was not for show like we genuinely were having fun and i was proud of james because i mean he came out of his back was genuinely hurt from that fall. Oh, yeah. I was like worried about like are you are you in this? Like can you do this? Like where is your mind at? Like I need you to be positive. I need you to know like you can count on me. Like I want to know that I can count on you and you're not going to give up. And you know, it just went from like there was a lot happening before going into the arena and then there was just this eerie calmness of like I love this person and I trust him and we're going to make the best of it because if we go out we go out and like this is this is it for us. So we might right. as well like Make it an experience, you know, and then to have everyone cheering, I was like, This is freaking awesome! You know, (laughs) I've
1: seen this on TV. (laughs) I was like, James,
3: you of all people have the connections. I'm like, Get us some sort of spin class instruction, (laughs) right? Radio, (laughs) something, and I'll be there. I will fly to LA right now.
1: (laughs) I swear, if you guys start doing Peloton, Karina's gonna make me buy her one, so 100%. But I do want (laughs) to say about that elimination, and then you know, I, I, I have to go check. Check on the kid again, but I think obviously every elimination changes the game because it's removing someone from it. Right. But that elimination that early and you guys taking Tiffany out of the big brother equation dramatically changes the landscape of this game, because I don't believe that infighting starts happening in big brother right away. If if you guys don't beat her.
3: Yeah. And I just like I was just saying how, like, if we're going to go out like this is like I was like, we lost. We cannot control that we're going into the arena like it's yeah. happening. It's a done deal. So everyone's looking at us as like we're an easy team to beat. I know that it was not a secret. It was not quiet. It was like, you know, so well, me and James kind of like had a moment, you know, like, OK, well, you know, we go into this deliberation and we get to kind of say like who we're thinking or who we want, you know, and mm-hmm. most of the times it's like, who do you feel like you have the best shot at beating?
4: Mm-hmm. Um
3: for for me and James, it was not that it, because Cashel's a beast and I knew yeah. I'm like, there's a very good chance that we lose, you know? Yeah. But, and again, we don't know what it is and so I like, literally, me and James are thankfully on the same page. I'm like, dude, if we're going to go out, I want to go out swinging. Like, yes. I want to make this sucky situation of going into an elimination, I want to make it progressive. Like, I want to yeah. make like, moves. Like, you know, I don't want to just survive because like at that point, what then we're going to deal with it again week after week after week.
4: Mm, yep. Yeah. So
3: I was like, dude, like, let's go after Tiffany. And I say that and I went into this being Tiffany's biggest fan. Like I, <laughs> I was like, this woman's brilliant. Like, you know, I yeah. wanted to work with her, but again, you have to kind of take off like your hat of, Oh, I'm this person's fan. And I love this person. I was, I literally voted for her for America's favorite, you know, but it's like in this game, I can't look at her as like, Oh my God, she's a fan. I want to keep her around. It was She's brilliant. She's very manipulative. She's very good at orchestrating relationships and moves being made. Yep. And she was creating this barrier of all the men protecting her. And it's like, if she's not working with me at this point, I can't I can't keep her around or want to keep her around thinking, oh, maybe she'll want to work with me. No. In the beginning, it's it's very quick. The people that are open to working with each other and the people that are. not And I just take that for what it was. And it was like. We're not having game talks with her. I'm like, are you talking with her game? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, then there's probably game being talked about us. So I'm ready to snip it. If we're, if it's not going to help us, if we're not being included, then let's remove it. And it would make a lot of other people happy, too. Yeah, yeah because exactly. You know, just the overall feeling of the house, like, you know, kind of revolved around Tiffany moving in circles and just, it was constant gaming. Like, we had the joke of, like, BB's doing too much. Like, this isn't Big Brother. Like, there was just too much (laughs) happening. Yeah. So I was like, this is a win-win. We go in, we could take out a huge social player. We Mm -hmm. would make a lot of the house happy just socially, just removing this, like, aura of, like, there's just so much game surrounding her that, like, maybe let's just remove it. (laughs) And then Cashel's super strong. So I'm like, James, on your side, like, that's a huge like threat that you could you could remove. And Tyson and Justine were like open to it. But like I could tell that they weren't like sold on it. Because, again, if they did come back in, like Tiffany's like scary, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But Luckily, the next day, like Cashel was hung over. Tiffany, like had like a bum ankle or something. Yeah. And so I was like even more. I'm like, let's use that and say, like, if there was any hesitation, like, look, like, I really think we can beat them. Like, let us yeah. take them out. And if not, then like, I mean, you could just blame it on, well, sorry, we thought you had a bum ankle. The guys didn't want to be partnered with you because yeah. like your ankle hurt or something. And yeah. Casually, yeah, you were like partying and stuff. Like, the girls don't want to partner with you because they don't know if you're taking this seriously. I'm like, you could spin it to where like, you know, Kaylin James asked for it. So that was like my proudest moment was yeah, winning, but then also like taking out like America's favorite, like mastermind Tiffany. Yeah. You know, nothing yes. against her. It was just your reputation preceded you. And it was like, You like, you were scary. Like, I didn't trust you. Like, you weren't working with us. So. I that's was so happy that we got what we wanted. So I
1: was gonna say, yeah, that's Thank a of a notch
0: to- on your belt. Right?
4: right? Yeah. 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 Exactly.
0: yeah. And like you were you were on my like, so we did a draft for the for Challenge USA for, on the podcast, and you were on my team. And I don't think I have ever had so much fun being so anxious as watching <laughs> that elimination in particular.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean Cashel was hauling it, man. Like yeah, I mean, he, he was. was he was freaking booking it, but what they said in there is like it's both people have to get like a certain distance and if you start to slow down that light will go off and it was just yeah me and James were able oh. to stay consistent whereas like Cashel as hard as he was working he still needed Tiffany too and it just
2: didn't you know, work yeah it didn't work out but
1: oh, yeah that's tough so obviously i'm sure you enjoyed being partnered with James um mm-hmm. you know um but was Dom your favorite partner to work with? I mean, obviously you guys did the best. You won yeah, the daily, yeah. but you guys just seemed to like vibe on a different Super level. Well, yeah.
3: Yes. So a lot, again, so much like isn't shown, but very early on, I was definitely like working with survivor. Um, they just seemed the most receptive to talking game with me. Like it wasn't just like, Hey, we're all friends here. It was like, they would actually like include me in conversations that mattered. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of happened naturally, like super early on. I like was, I made a comment to Dom because again, you're part, you're getting partnered up at random and it was kind of like, Oh, like, who do you want to be? And I, and Dom was one of those people that I named and I genuinely meant it. Cause I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, I don't know about Dom. And I was like, no, I want to be partnered with Dom. Like I, I just, yeah. I just, I. I. I just felt like we vibed there was like a trust level that's there and he was continuously proving people wrong, you know? And so early on, yeah, I was like, I want to be partnered with Dom. And so we would just have conversations of like, you know, if we're partnered together, like what kind of competitions are left? Like what kind of things have we not done yet? And some of the things that we hadn't really done at that point where we had had this conversation was like memorization. So him and I would practice throughout like our time there, we would take these pool balls And he would name the different colors fruits and we would like associate the fruit with the number. And so it was like we kind of had to like, I don't know, we just did these like memorization games and stuff, which obviously the time that we were partnered up wasn't that. But in the final, it was it was the memorizing the numbers and Mm -hmm.
4: then
3: doing the decoding or whatever. And so, yeah, it was just. People seemed surprised at like Dom and I's relationship, especially when it came down to Dom, Sarah and Tyson voting. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people were surprised that Dom had my back. But going into that, I I would have been blindsided if Dom didn't have my back because right. we had built such a rapport even before we were partnered together. I just I really liked I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed him as a person and I trusted him as a partner. And I think that's like a huge thing. Like, yes. you know, when you're getting partnered at random with people you don't know and you're competing for money, yeah. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I don't know. I just, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Dom as a partner. Like he was, he was definitely my favorite outside of James, which again, I didn't want to be partner with James. Like we were like, yeah. this is not good. This is a bad thing. This is but, terrible, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but again, it's like we did something great with it. So yeah, go yeah,
0: ahead. Like Dom, uh, Dom had said because Dom was on um, Bryce and Wendell's podcast doing kind of deep dive on the season. Mm-hmm. And he said that he has a real issue with enclosed spaces. Mm-hmm. So for that challenge in particular, you've got a mask on, then you've got the helmet on, then you've got the visor over top of the helmet. And he said that you were essential in keeping him calm during yeah. that and also being very precise with the directions you were given. And he basically said that, like, you were the perfect person to have in that. And I, I think I think it was him, and it may have been Danny as well, who said that you were also sort of part of, like, the Triple D, Desi, Dom, and Danny with you and Justine as well. <laughs> I'm the so triple-
4: glad they said that,
3: because, yeah, I felt <laughs> yeah. that I
0: was, like, in that yeah. house. So then,
3: like, you know, watching it back, I'm like, well, maybe I wasn't as tight as I thought. But no, yeah, I no, was, you
0: like... Were-
2: I definitely Dom, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Dom said it twice Dom I think Dom said it on challenge mania and then on Bryson Wendell's podcast and Danny said it as well and like that that is one of the alliances that I absolutely wish that they or showed show. more of yes. because really like I'm a huge fan of Dom I'm a huge fan of Danny I'm a huge fan of Desi like yeah clearly I'm a fan of yours and like that is basically yeah, my like some of my favorite people in the house all working together collectively. And I saw none of it.
3: Yeah, that was huge. Like, and again, they do they do show me having like certain strategic conversations or yeah. whatever. But it's funny, like watching with my friends because, you know, they're like, I thought you said that you like. Your main group of people were like, you know, Desi, Justine, Sarah. And they're like, we're not like, we don't really see any of that. I think they show right. like one conversation with me and Sarah in the workout room. And then they obviously show her shoving her head up my ass, like helping me in the <laughs> in, the, in the mini final. But it's just like, yeah, no, like I, I was close with Desi from day one. She was my day yeah. one girl. And I, I give that to James because coming into it, like I was like, dude, like I am not prepared. I like I was super anxious and just like, I'm not, I don't feel prepared for this. And I don't right. like not being prepared for something, especially something is like, I'm a big fan, you know? Yeah. So he was like, Desi's feeling the same way. Like Desi's like super nervous and da, da, da. she's like, I love Desi. And I like, I love you. And like, I just think you guys would really get along. And so it was like, he kind of made the connection for us. But then like, mm. I mean, it was immediate, like Desi, thank God was there because I wore most of the clothes you see me in. I'm it's Desi's. Cause Aww. I was not prepared for <laughs> the looks that we needed and like right. going out, whatever. Like I just, I was, I, cause I just packed so last minute, but, um, but yeah, it was like the, the friendship that like, and I'll bring up the fab five um (laughs) it it was not it was not meant to be an actual alliance like it was if anything it was a true genuine friendship like the, the five of us at that point in time which me desi justine and sarah were always i mean like close to like week two like the four of us were just tight and then cash like I grew to have a very good friendship with cash the longer we were in there, which I, I initially didn't. Um, but so it just got to the point where that was a genuine friendship. And then, but again, you, you're not seeing any of the backstory from that to where it did look very mean girlish. And, you know, I, I feel bad (laughs) about that, but like one, that was an off day when that comment was made the fab five thing. And two, It was more so like a play or like a stab at like Big Brother as a whole, because Big Brother, all they do, like they have names for everything, the cookout, the leftovers, you know? Yeah. And it's two BB girls that are only working with the guys, want nothing to do with us. And so it was like, oh, well, I guess the Fab Five need to work together or something. And it like became like a joke and then then yeah when it comes to like time for sabotage i'm like oh whoa like fab five needs to be a real thing like we need to yeah <laughs> <laughs> we actually might need to like uh, like make this like solid and you know run it with this here but but yeah no i definitely like i wish they showed more of that too especially desi dom and danny because yeah. that yeah. was so tight and i didn't realize how tight that was until closer to the end. And then thank goodness, I just already had my own relationships with Desi and Dom to where I kind of got like grandfathered in to where I got to have more conversations with Danny. And then I just saw the way that we viewed things were just very similar.
0: Yeah. 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 It's clear that you want to align with Dom anytime that you're on a reality show, because the two times that he's played, he's He's picked like, he's had a group of three.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that and group three is the three of them the sitting at <laughs> the final, and <laughs> yep. it's the first time there's ever been a tie. Yeah, yeah like you want
3: him on your side. And again, yeah, I yeah. didn't know this he's about smart. Darn. I came and watched it afterwards, but again, I'm like, I'm making these relationships with people as I see them and how I'm interpreting them in the challenge. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Totally. And so right. I, at first, I was like, oh, I really wish I would have watched all these shows so I would have an idea of like who's. Who's being real? Who's how they say they are like, you know, it's there's a lot that goes on. But I'm actually glad because I more so was able to trust my gut and like, yeah, all right. You know, what's who do I want to work with? Who do I not? The only the only dynamic I wish I would have known, not because it would have changed anything, just because it would have helped my sanity and like what (laughs) is going on (laughs) is the Ben Sarah Tyson stuff. Like, if I would have known the winners at war, I guess, situation and like how Tyson got out and was like, felt betrayed being voted out twice. Yeah. You know, it's just like little things like that. It at least would have, it would have at least helped me understand the drama that was going on in the house and like the weight of certain conversations that I had. Because, like, you know, everyone would like to say, you know, the past stuff is in the past. We're coming in and starting all fresh. Well, at certain points when you're in a pressure cooker with all these people, like the past is going to come up and it's going <laughs> to affect, you know, things to where, again, it wouldn't have changed anything for me. I just would have it would have helped make sense of things like right, I, yeah. like of just like, why do these people have like a feud and like, why is going after Sarah going after Ben? I was like, right. What? Like, I just didn't understand. And so, yeah, yeah the. I don't know. My biggest advice for anyone ever possibly going into reality television in the future for stuff like this, you better start watching all these shows now. <laughs> you
0: start- now in, <laughs> in your defense, defense, in your defense, it's very hard to watch like twelve seasons of Survivor in like four days,
2: and that's yeah. just Survivor. Like <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not the Love Island. That's not the other. Yeah,
1: no, that's so, that's crazy.
2: So I've been
3: crushing through them now, though, <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready. She's
1: ready for season I two. Call me anytime. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. No. Um, so one thing I wanted to kind of jump back to is during the the earlier part of the season um, well actually before I get into that first of all did Leo mention his cats as much as he as much as it was shown in the edit was that like a real thing during the show or was that just something that they pulled to make it look more so
3: I definitely think they pulled a lot of it but like also like in the beginning when it's kind of prompted or pulled like he definitely ran with it the rest of the time like he definitely didn't mention his cats as much as Danny mentioned Kiki (laughs) 17 by the way we had a Kiki counter going on all season and finally
0: 17 but
3: he but Leo genuinely really does Love his cats like he's oh, obsessed yeah. with his cats, and so Aww. yeah, it was definitely kind of I think like prompted a little bit, and then he ran with it on his own from that point.
1: <laughs> I was really surprised there wasn't the Enzo Leo connection till later in the season. Yeah, like I thought that the cat connection was going to come through big and really but, though. I know
3: <laughs> we definitely made more meow meow jokes. Um, hmm. I, I just guess they didn't make it. Like me, Sarah, and Justine were like all about the meow meow jokes, but again, Enzo's like. A another one of those ones where like I felt like you didn't see too much of him like there was the one yeah. where he wins you know where he's like I'm taking pennies I'm taking pesos And like you know everyone that's watching on my couch is like dying laughing I go that was him 24 7 like he, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean the man was the man was so funny and you know you don't see a ton of that yeah. um but again if you've watched big brother you you, yeah. you know you've
0: he, seen it we so. he, we did exit press with Benzo they With were ben both in the Zoom call again. together. Yeah. really.
3: Yeah. yeah, I want to go back and watch that and see how it that was. Went wild. <laughs> I I was so pissed off at Ben when that whole thing happened. Like the whole Benzo, whatever. And then I was just like, "You don't do that to Benzo." Like I felt personally <laughs> betrayed on behalf of Enzo. Like yeah. right? I was not. That was one for me that I just couldn't let go. I was like, Mm-mm, "I don't respect the move. I think you should have like stood your ground." I was not, not, saved your not, not, happy yeah. with that. Yeah.
1: Yep. So Tony got onto that accident interview and it didn't make the recording, but he got onto it a little bit early and apparently they did a rendition of mom's spaghetti with, by Eminem. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: like, it, do you was, have the
3: audio? <laughs>
4: no. no.
0: So like what happened is I, I generally will come to the zoom meetings early and just kind of like make notes or whatever. And I got brought through. And but we like, weren't
2: here yet, and we're the main recording. We still source. had like
0: seven minutes to go before yeah. we were supposed to start, and <laughs> then she, like the person who was moderating, was like, "So I've given you recording rights." And I was like, "Ah, the other people are coming because <laughs> I don't do any of the recording stuff, yeah. so I don't even know how." So I was like, uh, no, the other people are absolutely coming. It just happened that I got here first. Yeah. And then she's like, are you recording video? I said, yeah. And then she's like, OK, so Ben, you're going to have to stay in frame for the entire thing. Because I looked it, up, like, up and here. Ben was like this, <laughs> this much in frame. And then he just like slowly comes into frame. And I was like, cool. So this is what it's going to be. And then. Enzo got the same talk, so I can only assume what happened in the previous exit interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, they were
3: a riot. They were a riot. If they would have made one more freaking fire at the (laughs) compound, I was like, God. Well, like I I
0: said, I said I said it's like it's a good thing that I shaved for this because we're on video and. Ben goes, me too, which obviously he didn't. And and then Enzo's like, Yeah, I even put cologne on for this. And then it just like went from there and it was absolute anarchy with the two of them. And then these, these two came in and it like it calmed down a little bit. And when we did after we finished all of our exit press and we kind of did like our our stuff at the end, just on our own Zoom call, I was like, you guys absolutely missed yeah. Yeah. the weirdest so experience <laughs> I have ever had in my life where I'm sitting here in my basement in Nova Scotia, Canada with Ben and Enzo on a Zoom call.
4: <laughs> the <laughs>
0: Italian Stallion. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the Bald I Eagle Brothers.
3: Them. I love them.
1: I know Enzo, a lot of people feel a certain type of way towards him because of what happened in the final, but I'm going to be honest, like, he had me laughing the whole season, especially with yeah, the doo-doo pies. Yeah. Like, uh, he was entertaining. Yeah. You know, entertaining as yeah. shit, but...
2: I don't think it would have been the same without him. Definitely not. Not even for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually glad that you brought that up though Rick because I actually did kind of want to jump back to your relationship with Desi and then what ended up happening you know in that final and I know that you know especially hearing that you two were so close on this season of Challenge USA like that had to have been tough to watch you know Desi have to go through that moment and so I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on I know you had also said that you had your own personal feelings about people who quit in the final Um, And I'm just I'm curious where, like, the situation with Enzo and Desi kind of falls for you.
3: Yeah. So so taking this back to like we're on this little floating platform about to go again, like I was a lifeguard, so I'm very comfortable in the water. And I first would like to make a disclaimer of like people can't help their friends. like and I mean, Enzo had a genuine fear of like all the water stuff and for that to be how you start the final, it's like, I mean, I felt for him, but I also was like, thank God he's not my partner. I was worried for Desi in that sense. But like, again, me being someone that's more than comfortable in water, more comfortable in water than on land, like we're on this thing. And I mean, it is rocking so bad the wave. I mean, it was so rough out there. Like I can't, I can't attest to that. Like it was so incredibly rough. And then you jump in and it's, freezing. I mean, we have wetsuits on, but it's still, I mean, it's like, take your breath away, like, holy crap, that's freezing. Yeah. And then it's just so rough. So, I mean, I knew, I knew immediately like, m- not just Enzo, multiple people are going to have an issue with this. Right. But We start going and yeah, the whole, the whole thing. I mean, I, I've never heard someone scream for help like that. And like the, the lifeguard in me, like, I mean, I stop what I'm, I like literally turned around. I'm like looking for Enzo. I'm trying to find him. Like, cause again, he like, I know he's fine, but I know that he truly believes that he's not fine. So my initial reaction was I, I truly was like, I can swim and go and get him and calm him down and then get back to Danny. And still like, that's how comfortable I was with swimming. But like and I even like have this conversation with Danny at some point or maybe it was Sarah. I don't because Sarah had a panic moment, too. And they don't I don't think they Mm -mm. show that. I mean, she had a full blown like she like the waves were so high. She's like, I'm looking and I can't see like, am I even swimming to shore? Like Uh... it was like a, a genuine panic moment. And so I'm hearing Enzo like scream bloody murder for help. But more importantly, I'm hearing Desi, which like, I mean, is my like day one best friend. And she's like, Enzo, please, please. Like just hearing the pleading in her voice. I've never heard anything like it. And so I wanted to go swim back and try and help and just be like, but I knew there was no calming him down. But still, I just like. I don't know. I just, I wanted to see if I could help the situation in some way. Like that was my first gut reaction. Like I completely forget that like I'm swimming (laughs) for a million or $500,000, you know, but like, and or Danny was like, what happens if he does this on another one and you're his partner, is someone going to come back and help you, you know? And so there was a moment where I wanted to help Enzo. I wanted to help Enzo for Desi. Like, you know, it's just like, I wanted to help the situation. I just like, I wasn't shocked that it was that it. I was not shocked at all because it was genuinely on Enzo's behalf, like incredibly rough right. conditions. Yeah. And I mean, even like the boat that came and got him, I think like hit his head at one point, uh, like you know, because like they couldn't control the boat. Like it was that rough, like because the storm was coming in and all kinds of stuff. So it was just it was devastating because you don't want that to happen to anyone. It's like that thing of like, you'd think I'd be like, oh, cool, two less people that I have to beat. And Desi would have been a competitor, you know, but it's just like, you don't want to see anyone miss out on the opportunity in that way. But I don't want to put that all on Enzo either, because if it would have been a calm lake day, he would have hated it, but he would have gotten it done, I think. But it was so rough, guys. Like, it was on that platform, I mean, like, it it was, it was insane. I literally was like, we're swimming in this. Like, again, I I know I'm going to be fine. But I mean, I was worried about Danny, like Danny wasn't the strongest swimmer at the time, or at least he was like, I'm a little like, you know, he made the comment of like, well, thank goodness I'm with the the best swimmer, you know. (laughs) So it's just like, I mean, I just I felt for both of them. Because I, I before we ever even jumped in, I, I like, I almost just knew it was gonna happen. I just hearing Desi, like scream and like, beg him like Mm. please like please can you just calm down like please you're okay but it's like when you go into that panic mode and it's like a genuine like you can't help it i mean it just like completely takes over and like he literally was like i'm gonna die yeah like i truly believe like he like felt that way and so it just it sucked like i just felt so bad for her but i mean that's where i almost started to feel like well then when ben got medically like disqualified I immediately me and Sarah both were kind of like, well, why does the girl have to run by herself? Like, why can't we just do a true at random pairing? And like, if two girls run together, two girls run right. together. I get it would maybe be looked at as unfair if two guys got to run together. Um, so I mean, it was just like a shitty situation, you know, but it was kind of like, well, can Desi run with Sarah now? Right. You know, like, can Desi swim a Sarah now? Like, I mean, just like all these things are happening so fast. And like, because I care about these people, like I wanted Desi to have her shot. And I just thought it was super unfair of the whole like female doing a leg on their on their own. And, you know, it was just it just sucked, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think I think that was a a huge
2: oversight in, uh, you know, on productions and not being prepared to medically DQ Ben you know, and we've talked about different scenarios that they could have done. You know, obviously we we're not we don't know how much time passed between when Ben got injured on that mini final and then when they actually DQ'd him once you guys got to Patagonia. You know, but I I presume it was a few days in between those two events at least. You know, I mean they could have brought David back. They there's just there's so many different things that they've done in the yeah. past that, you know, we felt they could have done and it just it it really sucked for, you know, the girls who had to had to run the leg on their own. You had to do the eating. I, I guess your your segment wasn't necessarily super affected by not having a partner, because either way you would have had to eat yeah. your own plate, um, you know, but like Justine and and, you know, Angela, um, you know, just that was just not planned for very well at
3: all. Yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I just had to keep telling myself, like, that's showbiz, right? <laughs> you know, like It's like. <laughs> You know, it's it's just going to be unfair sometimes, which just I mean, it just sucks. It's a tough pill to swallow. But, you know, when it happens to like when it affects your friends, you know, it's hard. It's just it's very hard because we're all human, you know, to just be like, well, that's better for me. Like less people to, you know, compete against. It's just like that's just not my initial reaction to things. It's just like I just it just sucked. It sucked for Desi. Yeah, it sucked for Enzo, too. Like, again, like that lake is probably mostly Lot. right like it was rough like so rough out yeah, there. it looked but, rough
1: on tv so well, there were white caps yeah so, i can't imagine yeah i mean like i know i'm probably jumping ahead from where you guys are i no, feel like good. i feel like the ben situation moving to the enzo situation then what happened with Denzi, desi was just multiple examples of either production not thinking through every single thing that could happen and having a contingency in case one of those things happened Mm -hmm. and it just continued on through the final like it was so inconsistent and look i understand like sometimes you can't prepare for everything but when you're proclaiming yourself as the fifth sport you need (laughs) to have some rules and regulations for when shit happens yeah like because Could you imagine if like the NBA or Major League Baseball or the NFL were like, eh, well, we'll just figure it out. You know, no, that's not going to (laughs) work. We'll we'll figure it out as
0: we go. It's fine. (laughs) And I think I think like a lot of people, I mean, obviously, like Enzo got a lot of flack for it. But I think a lot of people in that moment and, and you sort of mentioned it as well. Like you hear Enzo like crying out for help and you hear Desi pleading for him to keep going. And I feel like a lot of fans, because so many fans didn't necessarily expect Enzo to like excel in the final, whereas everyone was pumped to see Desi in the final that they all latched on to what was happening to Desi and didn't really factor in what was happening to Enzo, whether you felt that it was um, legitimate or not, like for him it was, but everybody seemed to really latch onto the fact that like this was taking Desi out of the final. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously everyone's going to feel a certain sort of way about that.
3: Yeah, which I mean, I I felt that way too, but then I also could separate it because I was there and I was like, yeah, it's like, it's a very real, it's, it's a very real thing like for Enzo. I mean, and I like, I wonder like if I was his partner, would I, would I have been able to calm him down? Like, no, right? Right. like when you get into that panic mode, like that's just, that's what happens. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I mean, it just. That just really, really sucked. And, and for then, that to be like how it kick started, like right. you said, it was Ben gets disqualified. A girl has to run by herself. Now Desi's out Enzo yeah. quits <laughs> and Desi's out. And it was just like, whoa. what is what happening, happening here? here? <laughs>
1: and, and I think if and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I feel like if they would have known what was going to happen throughout the final with, you know, and at the overnight losing Angela because she decided to not participate, which I get. Like I'm I actually think production did the right thing i
3: see both sides of it to be honest yeah i definitely think production did the right thing i mean and i say this like i i consider angela a friend and i know she probably doesn't like when i like speak on it but i'm a fan of the challenge Mm -hmm. and you don't get to just opt out to rest on this one and take last Like I would have opted out on eating the onion altogether. And I've been like, yeah, I'll just take last. So I don't have to have heartburn and fucked up taste buds and my mouth's not all screwed up for the rest of two weeks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like I knew that that is essentially quitting. You don't get to just take last. Right. But more so. And I know there's been a lot of talk on it about how they didn't show it. But, you know, the sign where you had to remove the dirt. Over to the side, which when you removed the dirt, it showed a code on a panel on the pole. I Mm -hmm. mean, yeah, so then you now you have the code that unlocks the top that's holding puzzle pieces. And the only way to get the puzzle pieces and to get it unlocked is if you then restack the dirt Mm -hmm. so you can step and undo it. And it said, like, because you you will carry these puzzle pieces to finish TJ's final. Yeah. So it's like if you're not if you don't do it how are you going to get the pieces to complete TJ's final? Right. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm i all about like, I get the strategy of working smarter not totally. harder, but it's like when, when production comes to you and is like, so what are you doing? Like you'd think that you'd second guess, like, Oh, maybe this isn't okay. Right. Like, maybe I can't just opt out. I, and I don't, I don't know if I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like it's like, and when all of us are shoveling dirt kind of like, well, that doesn't make like. I don't get how you can just be like, well, I'm just going to be well rested. So all of us, I mean, you're looking at it. You saw us on the lineup. We look like absolute hell. I'm clearly not well rested. So I definitely know you're going to run the rest of this better. It's like we could have all collectively. So then it's like, I think, well, what if we all collectively were like, we're just all not going to yeah. do it. You can all give us last place points. But it's like I I knew that wasn't an option because it's TJ's final. Like we're we're running. A, a final and we're also on a TV show. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it does, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Right. Like, so, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to like hurt anyone's feelings no. or like, you know, like bash no, Angela totally. because I think she's the most impressive female on the entire season. I genuinely believe that. But I, but that's why I was also so frustrated because in my mind, I'm like, you were probably everyone's pick to win this. Yep. Like as a viewer, like you've crushed everything. You were the only one to do that. So I just can't accept as a fan of the show, as a contestant in this final, you choosing to just, well, I'm going to save my energy. I'll just take last and I'm just going to get a good night's sleep while we're out there in the pouring rain, moving cement. When the sign said you have to get the puzzle pieces to run the rest. of Right. Yeah, and- right. So it's like. I just I, I don't know. I feel bad because I have such strong opinions on it. But that's only because, like, I'm just such a fan yeah. and I knew what to expect of TJ's final. And I expected it to one, be hard. And also, as all these things are happening, where as a as a viewer, you're probably like, that's unfair. Well, if you think that that's unfair as a viewer, imagine how we right. are. Yeah. It's it's unfair, right. you know, but. That sure the does. challenge, you the know, like, thats and, what yeah. it is. That's what makes good TV. You know, well,
2: the challenge has never been made to be fair. It's—it's no. it's never been, yeah. you know, like Survivor. You know, like we talked about this when we were talking about Amazing Race, where it's, you know, uh, these these legs or these challenges or whatever are set to be equal and fair among all the contestants, whereas. The challenge has never been that. It's you get what you draw. No. And if you draw a shitty hand, it sucks to be you. Try again next season. You know, yeah. you could well, go in in
3: a hall brawl against
2: Lenzo. Like, Who's that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, who well, you know, it's like it sucks. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but
1: I was going to say, I think if Angela would have made a different decision and duck it out and maybe not even worked as hard as she could, but just literally did one shovel of, of dirt I'm into like, the wheelbarrow, One and grain just, of sand. And move continued. one grain of
2: sand. Production, I, don't,
1: like- <laughs> I, I assume production would have timed her out once the team ahead of her finished. They would have said, all right, you're you've got last place. I a hundred
3: percent believe yeah. that. Yeah. No. It's like, cause she still could have like, and it, there was this whole thing. Well, what was she supposed to just like not sleep the whole right. night? No, it's how about every time the girl switches out with the guys like she does the same. So when me, Sarah and Justine are out there shoveling, she's also shoveling. And when we go into rest, she'll go into rest as well. The, 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 the disadvantage is that you're not having a male partner to shovel while you rest, you know, like it definitely, like, it was like a daunting task for her to have that one alone. And yes, she got to do one level lower, but still it was still a lot. But I think if she would have just shoveled while we shoveled and rested while the guys yeah. did, even though she didn't have, a I I a hundred percent believe in my heart that like they would have been like, yeah, okay, you get last. Yeah,
1: you well, timed out. Here's your pieces. And, get ready yeah. for the next run. And, yeah.
3: and one of the things that I saw a lot
2: in the fan base, like you said, was that question of, you know, Oh, well, how was she supposed to do the, you know, the taking a break to go sleep or whatever. Cause she didn't have a partner to switch off with. And, You know, and then they were like, Well, she didn't have a partner to wake her up. And it's like, I mean, you can't tell me that like she couldn't have asked Kayla or somebody to be like, Hey, can you wake me up when (laughs) you come to lay down? Can you wake me up? Like, I'm sure somebody there would have been willing to I don't even
3: think there was a need to wake up. Like we she was sleeping right at the entrance of the Okay. So she was up every time everybody uh, came in and out anyway. I mean, if she was if she was out cold sleeping, like that's awesome for her, but like I eventually just stopped going in there because I couldn't, I couldn't sleep anyways. Like it was all of our clothes were so wet that I was so cold and it wasn't warm in there. And then it was like, do I take them? I, at first we were like taking our clothes off and then putting them back on to go back out there. But then that was like, it was too much change in body temperature and it was so hard to keep putting on the wet stuff. And then my heartburn like from the onion was just so bad to where it was like I've never had heartburn or like acid reflux and stuff so I was also like what is this feeling you know and then I see Sarah and Dom they would just they were only just staying out by the fire and I was like that's definitely the better option so I would just stay out there but yeah it's just kind of like I don't even think she would have needed someone to wake her up because she was literally right at the entrance of of the tent to where I I don't I mean, maybe she was just passed out like asleep and didn't wake up each time. But I'm not that hard of a sleeper. Like I would have definitely woken up each time there were people interchanging coming in and out because it wasn't just people coming in and out. We would have to turn the lights on, get dressed and undressed. Right. Um, yeah, Yeah. To where I mean, yeah, it just became a thing of like there was a moment where. I was shoveling and Dom and Sarah both were kind of like, are you going to wake Tyson up? Like you've been out here for a while. Like they had like interchange and I like kept going at one point where it was definitely a long stint of me doing stuff, but it was almost like I'd rather just be mindlessly doing this. Cause at this point I'm at least warm and me doing something like I wasn't feeling the heartburn. And so it was just kind of like, I mean, at this point I'm just a robot. So you know, I didn't go and get him, but also I'd be lying if like part of me was like, cause there was like a comment initially before wanting to be in the final where I was hearing that like, maybe my name was going to be said by Tyson because I was weaker. or I was weak mm-hmm. and I had, had previous conversations with Tyson where he had shared that I'm a strong swimmer. He would want to be partner with me. I ran probably one of I I was a good runner. Yeah. I ran the most laps you know, so it was just like, I'm a strong swimmer. I'm great with endurance. I'm good with puzzles. It sucks that him and I only got to do trivia, you know, to where it was like, I don't consider myself a weak option for the final, you know, like I just didn't. And so that didn't sit right with me. So I like had a conversation with him where I was like, I have a problem if that's why you're going to say my name to where he was like, well, you don't have upper body strength, which I'm like, you're 100% right. I don't, I'm fine with admitting that, but I don't think I'm the weak option for the final based on all these things to where he did finally say, he's like, no, what it ultimately comes down to is like, I don't trust you. Like I trust Alyssa more than I trust you. And I was like, okay, like that's a pill I can wear. Like I'm okay with that, you know? But so with the, with the conversation that had been brought up of like my upper body strength or me being a weak (laughs) player, I also was like, I'm not gonna let him for a second think that I'm a weak partner to have in this. Like I'm gonna do I'm I'm gonna move a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> i to show him up. I love I like that. It. I love it. <laughs> but, but also it's like, why am I proving anything to Tyson? Just go get <laughs> to just go to, go to sleep. <laughs> oh God, no, there was no sleeping. Yeah.
2: But. No, I wouldn't have been able to sleep out there either. I, I I totally get it. I'd have been sitting around the fire too. And it just, you know, and just being out there like. You're literally in the middle of TJ's final. Just I, I know it sucks and yeah. it's misery and stuff, but just like the excitement of being one of the people there. Like I know I would never freaking be able to
3: sleep. Yeah. Well, there was no excitement at that point in time for me <laughs> like, about being in TJ's final. The excitement had escaped my body and ran away forever at that point. Um, it was buried but- under all the
2: sand you just moved.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: so anyway, we start the next day. Obviously, you know, Angela gets DQ'd at this and you guys go individual at this point, which I thought was awesome. I honestly was like, they should have just done this from the beginning. When Ben got DQ'd, it should have just turned to an individual final at that point right there. But so I was excited to see it go individual, you know, but obviously this is the leg where, you know, we lost a lot of competitors to this, this damn Sudoku puzzle. And I'm. I've gone back and forth on, you know, first of all, I could never in my life. I don't, I don't do numbers. I don't do math. I don't math.
4: <laughs> I really would have gotten, true. I, <laughs> I
2: would have gotten up there and I would have seen that Sudu, Sudoku, Sudoku. I don't Should even go. know how you say it. I don't even know how you say it. I'd have seen that. <laughs> I'd have been like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I can't, nope. I'm done. I'm going home. Bye. But, uh, <laughs> I'm wondering how much the weather actually played part because there was like yourself, for example, you as you were going up, you're like, I know how to do Sudoku or Sudoku. I'm you know, I'm confident in this. I got this. And then it was, you know, and then the next thing we knew you were, you know, you're sitting in the snow, you were really struggling. And then, you know, obviously, um, you know, that was where you kind of went out on the final and so I'm wondering how much the the weather, the cold, the the wet clothes and stuff like that actually played in versus the Sudoku puzzle being that hard.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can only speak for myself because I know how to do Sudoku. Yeah. It was solely the yeah. weather um, like. I I can attest to everyone else who who didn't know how to do Sudoku because I do remember the rules, like the the and it it, it said like just complete the pattern yeah. of numbers, you know, which I, I'm so su- I I'm surprised I even caught that because I didn't like I I play Sudoku on my own like on airport, like in on the plane that in crosswords, mm-hmm. like I can crush a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> like I do the hard ones. Like I was like, oh fuck yeah, you know? Yeah. Um the so for me personally it was solely weather. Um, I ended up going into hypothermia, like I got hypothermia. So like I was in it, I ended up in an ambulance. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just the whole, like I was in, I was overnight in pouring rain. I started the next day in those sopping wet clothes and like I, I, it, For me, like my sister lives in Alaska, so I've done like I've been in cold, but I've had the appropriate gear, you know, and I wasn't soaking wet from the night before when I start my hike. you know. So, you know, when you're soaking wet and then you work up body heat, body temp like during your hike and then you stop at a standstill and all your interior clothes are already wet.
2: Yeah, and then
3: that wet gets cold. Yeah, it was like unbearable for me, and this is where I sympathize with Enzo. Like, so I, I have to admit, I didn't watch this part of the final, like the episode. Yeah. Like, I lived it. I didn't need to watch it. <laughs> totally. I'm sure, I'll watch it at some point because I was just so like I don't need to relive yeah. that because it was extremely hard for me to to quit. You know, but especially because I can do Sudoku like. I started doing it. But my problem was before we get to like the cold part, the numbers that were magnetic that had to be put up, my hands couldn't function at this point in time. And I people are like, well, why did you sit down? Well, because the stages of cold are like your hands and feet get to that tingling, like painful feeling of like I felt like knives were stabbing my fingers and my feet because they're in soaking Wet gloves and shoes because the shoes were hiking boots, but they were not snow boots. And to get to the Sudoku, you had to go on this like round part to go up, and it was, I mean, ankle high snow and like wet, like glacier water. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Like there's literally like water trickling, and it's in the snow. I mean, it's like ice water, and my I'm ankle deep in it in these shoes that can't get Mm -hmm. wet that I've already been. Yeah, and so my feet hurt so bad. And I was so frustrated with getting the pieces separated because I couldn't operate my stupid hands. Cause they were so <laughs> cold to where I was like, well, maybe if I sit, I'll take the pain off my feet and then I can try and like take the pieces apart with my teeth, right. but then my teeth are chattering so hard. And so it's like, I'm going through, I'm like, okay, six goes here. Now I have to sort through these stupid pieces with hands that don't work and t- teeth that aren't helping. To where by the time I get to the six and I'm trying to put it up there, I'm like, shit, where did I say the six was? Mm. So it's like I was just so preoccupied of trying to work my hands and separate and get the numbers that I needed to where it was taking too long. And then my temperature, like genuinely my internal temperature dropped drastically, which was where I got into like my hypothermic shock, where I couldn't feel my hands and feet anymore which being in the cold and alaska and stuff you know it's like oh it might be painful but you know at least i know i still have circulation and i can feel them and everything's fine it got to the point to where i can't feel my feet i can't feel my hands and i was like disassociating from literally like my my hands and feet and it was like freaking me the fuck out oh yeah
0: yeah understandable
3: and so this is where i get to enzo and it's like I can't help that that was my mental state. I was so freaked out by how cold I was. And now my teeth are chattering so bad. And now I'm starting to think like Tyson quit. Danny quit or not Danny. Sorry. Tyson quit. Dom quit. Justine quit. Sarah is so far behind me at this point, you know, because like, I still haven't seen her. Like, you know, I left her behind at the puzzle. To where I'm like, maybe she quit because my friend asked me, she's like, if you knew that, like, if you would have finished, like you like if you would have if you would have stuck through the cold and you would have won. But then based on the point system, Sarah would have she would have won by one point. I wasn't thinking of any of that because genuinely when I got to Sudoku, I was like, I won. Like I I fully was like, I just won because I can do Sudoku blindfolded in my yeah. sleep. Like I can do Sudoku. Yeah. The problem was it took me too long to separate these stupid pieces because my hands were so frozen and I made the mistake of at one point, well, maybe let me take a glove off. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to do it that way. But then like I saw like my hands were just white and they weren't moving. So I'm like, shit, let me put the glove back on to be warm again while well, the gloves wet and cold. Like it, I no longer is the heat that it was and it wasn't even heat like it was just it was a disaster it honestly was a disaster and it got to the point to where I was so freaked out about how cold I was and then I just started thinking of like all these horror stories of like (laughs) what if like my feet are like purple, you know? And what if I lose a toe? Like this sounds so absurd. No, it's it's so it's, silly. It's but Genuinely, I was like $500,000 or I lose a toe. And I'm like, I like my toes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think I have
4: cute feet. And
3: <laughs> I'm, I genuinely was like freaking, freaking. Yeah. Out. And I don't know, like, it's funny how it all comes back to me afterwards. But like walking up to Sudoku, I was excited because I saw it was Sudoku. And then I didn't realize it at the time, but I remember it now. Like, I remember seeing Tyson wrapped up in like that metal or that aluminum blanket that they give marathoners and stuff. And I remember in the moment, like I didn't even recognize who he was Yeah. like, like, because he was so cold. He didn't look like strong Tyson that I know him to be like, you know, it was just, it was, there were just so many things that happened so fast. And I would love to know like how long I was actually there trying to do it because I was adamant about, I am not quitting. I'm not quitting on a thing that I know how to do. Yeah. Like, I'm beating Sarah like by a long a shot on something that I know how to do. I'm not quitting. And it just, I don't know how long I stuck it out. They could have told me it was only two minutes, but it could have been an hour. It probably wasn't. But like I, I just drastically lost temperature in my like literally in my body yeah. to where I was completely freaked out. To where, yeah, they, you know, they're like all in my face. Like, what What are you you going to do? Do? What are you going to say? And I'm like, I don't want (laughs) to. It was awful. I don't think I genuinely don't think I've ever quit anything in my life. Like it was a very, very hard pill to swallow. I mean, and then I'm in the car, like, you know, or they're trying to get me to the ambulance. And I am just, I'm, I'm completely disassociated with my body. And I'm trying to ask like Justine and Tyson and Dom in the car. Like, can you guys like like you guys can't feel your feet either. Right. Like, you know what I'm feeling is normal. Right. And like, I could just tell they were like, uh, like, like Justine did such a good job. She was trying not to like freak me out. Like afterwards, she was like, Kayla, I didn't want to tell you in the moment, but like, no, I was not experiencing anything that you were experiencing. (laughs) Like She like, you know, I, I mean, I fully, I was like, I cannot feel my feet. Like you could have told me I didn't have feet and I'd be like, yeah, I know I don't. Cause I can't, They're I not there. it was the weirdest feeling. Like I've been yeah. so cold to where my hands hurt before. I just, I cannot explain it. I, I genuinely can't. I was so cold. I was so, I mean, I don't know. Like I didn't even care about the challenge at yeah. that point. I forgot that I was on the challenge. Like, you know, until like two days later and I was like, Hey, like me and Justine were laughing. We're like, hey, remember that time we quit TJ's final? Yeah. <laughs> Good for us.
1: So I know Tony can attest to this. Living in a cold climate, like if there's one thing about being cold, you know, and there's another thing about being cold and wet. Yeah, and that yep. is a real quick uh, yes, recipe to well, getting hypothermia. And that's where I think production really dropped the ball is the fact that they didn't give you. Fresh clothes to change I into. I don't
2: get it. I don't get it because they they do this on on previous final seasons or previous final seasons, previous challenge seasons in the final. <laughs> you see like like the first thing that, that comes to my mind is like, you know, obviously older seasons and stuff. But um, they have like different outfits for different legs of the final. And it blew my mind to hear that they did not have like appropriate clothing for snow for you guys, especially after being out in the rain all night, like that literally blew my mind and it changed my entire perspective on everybody quitting because I'll be a hundred percent honest. Like when it was happening and I was watching it, I was like, are you effing kidding me right now? Like, These people knew what to expect. They knew what they were signing up for. What are we doing? And then you start hearing all the behind the scenes stuff and you start hearing about the lack of clothing and the lack of, you know, even explanation for how to do Sudoku for people who didn't know how to play the game and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute here. Like there's way more to the story than what they're trying to show us. They're trying to show us that. TJ's final was just too much for these CBS players and they quit. And it's like, that's not what it is at all. Is it? You guys messed up. You guys didn't provide. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I can sit here and be like, it is what it is. It sucks. Like we couldn't handle it, whatever. But like, I just don't for a second think like looking at the group that made the final, like. It's no, no, it's not. It's not that it was too hard no. for us. It's just, yeah, with the elements. And again, like production probably didn't know that it was going to storm. Right. And- no rain the way that it did but it did and it sucks that there wasn't like a contingency plan or whatever like I'm okay with being like it is what it is and it sucks right. yeah. but at the same time you know it's just hard when you see people online and it's like oh like you know this CBS cast is a joke they couldn't handle TJ's final it's like it's bullshit. no like I think all of us could have handled the final it was the elements and the unpreparedness that kind of did it in for us and it, and it sucks yeah. Um, but you know yeah, that's why I, yeah, again, I like, I can't watch it. I haven't I watched it. It's like I lived it. And <laughs> I was just like that. I'm, again, I've just, I've never quit anything ever. And I don't like to like admit that, like, I was like, I can't, I cannot do right. it. And that's why my friend was like, well, if you knew that you would have won, because honestly, in my mind, even when I saw the Sudoku, I was like, oh, like, I just won. Right. I wasn't thinking about the point. system. Yeah. like, if Sarah finished, she still would have had one point on me. Oh my yeah. but God. But in my mind, in my mind, I'd be like, well, I won. I got there. Right. First. And like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, that's fine. <laughs> but it, like, and I would have been fine with that, but yeah, I should, it's a hard pill to swallow to be like, Oh, like I quit, but I, at least I can at least like only speak my truth where it's like, I know I didn't quit cause it was too hard. I quit because like ultimately like my body couldn't handle the conditions it was put yeah. in. And that's at least an easier pill to swallow than, Oh, I just couldn't handle TJ's final. You know, people yeah. can say what they want and you know, they're entitled to their opinion, but I ran it and I know, <laughs> you know, so in my, in my
2: personal yeah, opinion, there is like a very big, like there's different levels to like quitting or, you know, giving up. I hate using that word, especially for this situation, because like, I don't really, especially you, I don't really felt like you just like quit. Right. Right. I I prioritize yourself. There's there's different levels to this. Like we have, you know, the level of um, I I don't remember his last name, but his first name was Brandon and he was on Rivals three and he quit the the season because he missed his girlfriend. You're a quitter. You know, don't take care. Hope (laughs) to see you never. Bye bye. And then there's a different level of people who literally have given everything that they possibly can, plus some. And there is just nothing left in your body and you can't help that you can't help that and i think that that's where you know yourself um tyson dom you know i think that's where you guys fall in is it wasn't like you guys stood at the bottom of the mountain and was like oh fuck this i'm not doing this like you guys gave it everything that you had and it you know and and maybe it wasn't enough to finish it those last like four miles or whatever it was after the sudoku but I still think it was really impressive what you guys were were able to do, especially coming into this show with with no experience on this particular format and running a final yeah. like this so you know i I know that people are talking and saying whatever the hell they say online and challenge fans that's <laughs> what they do best they just talk 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 <laughs> but you know i i I don't let it don't let it get to you too much i
3: Oh yeah, I yeah, definitely <laughs> do well, Whatever. I think, I think that like it was
2: still very impressive what you were able to accomplish this season, and it was amazing watching you do it all season long.
0: I think I think you managed to get MVP because we did MVPs every season, every episode. episode yeah. and I think you managed to get MVP like three or four times throughout the season. Yeah. For
3: I know
2: I
0: saw. <laughs> I
3: feel
2: so honored. <laughs> No, it was it was great. It was it definitely. Yeah, I remember at least three times um, that the whole team was like, "Yeah, Kayla is definitely MVP on this." I think there was even one one episode where like you you didn't win the daily, you weren't in elimination, nothing like that. But we were like, "Dude, she's got this game on lock. She is MVP." <laughs> like. Well, so. I mean-
0: We've we've also used you to explain people on Survivor. Yeah. So we do Survivor recaps as well. And when we first started, um, because we took a week off and then did episode one and two together as one recap. Yeah. And we were mm-hmm. talking about Ellie and how she had such a great control of the game. And she came in and just like understood every aspect of it. And we were like, she's basically the Kayla of Survivor. <laughs> so exactly. <yeah. laughs> and everybody knew exactly yeah. what that meant.
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm literally shook. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So
1: I know we've had you on. Kayla for like three hours oh my goodness it's, God. It's, <laughs> God. it's gone by really quick that's
3: fine this has been so no. good <laughs> I haven't I like went to Croatia and I didn't really get to like talk about my experience and like I said I didn't get to watch yeah. it but like it's fun to kind of just like share my like experience yeah, yeah. And, you know again like I just like you guys are such a fan like oh, I was such you. a fan and I just feel like super honored to have been like given this opportunity oh, yeah. you know
1: well we we feel super honored to be able to experience it and yeah. talk to you about it and get and watch you do it because it's the closest that we're going to get to like someone being a fan and being like fuck yeah I get to go on the challenge you right? know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get into like our standard questions that we try to make sure we ask everybody I did want to ask you about your trip to Croatia because we are oh, Game of Thrones yeah. nerds yes. and yeah. I saw the pictures and I was like get the fuck out of there she did the walk of atonement I without know. having to do the walk of yeah. atonement
3: it was the best vacation I've had because most of the time like I mean with just like being a flight attendant, I'm used to like, I don't know, like going and like seeing new places, but like, I didn't really do any research on Croatia beforehand. So like I went into Dubrovnik, Mm -hmm. like the old town and like seeing all that like stuff without like, I mean, I'd seen like little pictures, but I didn't like do research. Like I wasn't like the person like planned the whole trip out. Like I was like, I'm just going to like kind of go with like the flow and see what happens. And then we like stumbled onto the steps. And then like, I obviously knew that they were there, "Mm -hmm." but I didn't know where I didn't look (laughs) it up yet. It was like, First night, and we like literally go to eat dinner, literally to the bottom of the steps on the left. And I get to it, and I was like, Holy shit, that's the shame steps! And I was like, oh, We just stumbled on this shame, right? Steps. Like I was like beside myself, yeah. Um, and I really wanted to do like the actual Game of Thrones tour, but everyone that I was with didn't watch uh, Game of Thrones, so I wasn't gonna like. I didn't want to do it by myself because we were only in there for like such a short amount of time. And then I then I did kind of look it up. There were a couple places you could just go and see on your oh, own. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got to see like the little river area where um, Sansa and Littlefinger have the conversation where he's like, you got to get With out of King's boats. Landing, which yes. I thought was super cool. Yeah. Where um, Cersei's daughter mm-hmm. leaves from the boat. Um, like Blackwater Bay. I don't know. I just, oh my gosh, it, I loved it. And what I didn't expect was how cheap it was over there. Really? It was wow. cheaper to get beer and wine than it was to get water. What? Wow. Yes. Like it is cheaper to get a glass of uh, no, actually one place. It was cheaper to get a liter of wine <laughs> than it was to get a big carafe of water. Wow. Like I, wow. I was beside myself. I'm like, I've died and gone, that was right? The, those are like
4: people. <laughs>
3: That's yeah. a perfect place. So like we we ate so much. The food was incredible. Everyone's super hospitable over there, which is super nice. Cause like sometimes in Europe, like it's a little dicey with like service and like Americans like some of you know but like no everyone was like so nice and I've just never it like Dubrovnik was just so untouched which was really cool to see like for it being like obviously like pretty touristy because like so many people come and see it but it was just so well preserved um i loved croatia Ugh. like i loved it so much i will go back and i'm usually not a big like go back person i kind of want to go see somewhere new i would go back like that's how much i, loved I hear it. that I, I was it was awesome i hear
2: that so, all the yeah, time it was From was like everybody that i know who's ever like gone to croatia they're like it's literally it's usually it's the, the best. best reviews i hear is from like croatia and then um oh god what's that place that tj goes to all the time that he loves um Starbucks. Trinidad. Uh, Tobago and <laughs> Trinidad Starbucks. <laughs> it's
1: true.
3: I've heard Trinidad and Tobago is beautiful yeah. too. Like the
2: beaches and yeah. stuff
3: there. Yeah. Starbucks with
2: this
1: all my It is the best I still thing can't ever. Get it. Anytime anybody says TJ and I think about him in Vegas, it's him like running five miles in flip flops. It's flip-flops. like, what are you doing? Yeah. And yeah. 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 What, what are you doing, bro?
3: <laughs> I know. Oh Only TJ. He showed up to set like that one time. His shirt was like sweaty and he had jeans. And we're like, TJ, what were you doing? He's like, oh, I just went on a run. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> in that, in that, he goes, yeah. I just whenever I feel like running, I just run in whatever I'm wearing. Why? I'm like, that is so weird. <laughs>
0: oh my TJ's god. Tj is an enigma. He,
3: he really is. He really, yeah. is. he really is. He's such an interesting human. I'm so glad I got to meet him. Well, yeah. He's sp-
1: awesome. Speaking of TJ, we got that awkward voiceover through the whole season about the, cha- oh the challenge, the challenge global championship. And you guys always smiling about it. know um, that uh, wasn't yeah, said. <laughs> <laughs> we know that Danny and Sarah are doing it um, because obviously they're the winners. If given yep. the opportunity, would you compete on challenge USA again?
3: Oh, 100% or even like the flagship. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, yes i and i'm glad that i got to do this first if i ever were to get the chance to do the flagship one just because i think i would have if i would have gotten the opportunity to do the flagship one first i just think my confidence level would be so down just because like i just i wouldn't know what to expect and like oh it's the flagship like this was kind of like a nice like teaser like kind of thing but don't get me wrong like it was still like very much like the challenge for me like you could have told me it was the flagship you know minus the people and like the the vets and all that good stuff, but Oh yeah, I would one hundred percent do oh, that. Awesome. I'm like praying for the opportunity to do it again. But
1: we are too. Yeah, <laughs> no, we we, we really <laughs> want to see you come back. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There don't get me wrong, there I think a lot of the cast on USA was really good. Oh yeah. But I think there's a handful that I'm like either have the social, mental, or physical aspect that could actually make them a competitor Just in the well flagship. Rounded. Yeah. And I think you're one of those very well rounded people, especially when it comes to the social aspect that <laughs> yeah, you would that do with well. a lot. No, absolutely I mean look. You you impressed us every week, and yeah. I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I looked at the amazing racers, I'm like, they're done. They're out first. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> like yeah. that was our and first. I thought so yeah. too. <laughs> and then
2: I was like, hold on, <laughs> no way. <Yeah>. Like
1: <laughs> honestly, between you and Justine, you guys were the ones that I was Stop. so impressed by because I, you know, you as a fan, you look at people and you're like. Yeah, they're not going to do it. And then, you know, and that's the feeling I got from Justine. And then once I heard you start talking about your fandom, I was like, okay, so she's got the mental aspect. And then we started seeing everything else. And same with Justine. I was like, we really misjudged. these. She was so impressive, too. Wow.
3: Yeah. Justine was another one that the first conversation we had, I remember telling James and Sarah, I was like, you know, who's going to blow people away? is just Justine. Because, yeah. like, her and I, you know, we both played soccer. Like, um, she was such a fan of Survivor. Like, I remember she was starstruck to see Sarah Lucina. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> so it's just like, so she knows these people. She knows the challenge. And she's just a natural athlete. I mean, and you saw it every time she went into an elimination. Yep. I mean, I was like, this girl I had no I like day one I called it I'm like she'll be in the final like she's gonna crush some people oh, yeah. yeah so she was
1: so, very impressive yeah let's say you get to the flagship and you're able to build a team of three one other woman to partner with and then two men of your choice to run a final with who are you picking
3: uh the two men would probably be ct <laughs> obviously <laughs> and uh you know, I don't want to pick bananas just because I feel like that's the obvious like answer. But it's just like if I'm going for the win, like I'd probably pick him. But I also I really like Derek. Um, I'd probably pick. I would probably end up like gun to my head. I'd go CT Derek. I like that. Um, And then. Yeah. And then for the females. I mean, I really like I've always been a fan of Tori. Yeah. I don't like I mean. I don't think like we have similar like game styles or like anything like that. I just I I like yeah. her and I I would feel like motivated and like pushed by her. Um, I also like Cara Maria, yeah. though, like and I know like a lot of drama like <laughs> surrounds her. or whatever. But like they're just I remember me and my mom were watching the one where they had to like chew and eat something and then like spit it into this water bottle. Yeah. I can't remember. It was like the eating challenge of the finale. And I remember we like paused it on her face and she was just like, well, like in the, I don't know why. I just remember, (laughs) I remember me and my mom like dying laughing at that. Um, But like, also I just, I, I think that she's such like, she's so competitive. Um, Yeah. I don't know, but I, I would go with Tori. Like I just, I've always like been a fan of hers. And yeah, I would, I would, I would do that I really like Casey too though yeah, but yeah. no yeah okay I'm not, I'm, I can name a bunch Ooh. of people that I really like but yeah I would go Tori hands down as the other female nice. and then I'd go Derek and CJ. So
1: we are we are team. huge Tori fans huge Tori fans like, Tory like fans. it was one of those yeah, I love Tori she freaked out when we got CT like I freaked out when we got Tori I was like oh my god I'm so nervous my palms are sweating I <laughs> I don't tell too many people this because nobody knows except for people that were on the episode but I fucking took a three quarter zip because I didn't own a turtleneck and I turned Around backwards and then put a blazer on it, just because I felt like it'd be really official. Because Devin and Fessy and Josh so we had and all the,
2: the <laughs> turtleneck and the blazer uh, when we interviewed Tor, it was it was phenomenal. It was and she's ridiculous. like the sweetest person ever. I love her. I love her so much. I um, know. I'm
3: excited to see her on Ride or Die. <laughs> her,
2: so her I'm, and so and excited. I'm excited. For oh,
0: that. It looks yeah. so I good. Know.
3: <laughs> Which is so funny. Everyone, I got asked like a bunch of questions about like, oh, how who would you want like or who would you replace someone? They were like, if you could replace someone on your season, like a guy with someone else from the flagship, who would it be? And I remember I said I would replace Enzo with Devin. (laughs) Yeah. Because... I'm like, because I think Enzo's hysterical. It just, it sucks that he does have like the fear of water or whatever. Like Enzo is just so funny to have in the house. Like I just, I thought he was hysterical. And like, as long as like Devin isn't like poking fun at you or like being a (laughs) dick to you, like I think he's hysterical. And so I'm like, I would switch Enzo for Devin.
1: I love it. I fucking love it.
3: I love that. That's awesome. Devin's, Devin's awesome. He's, he's hilarious. But here, you guys probably know, I was trying to ask James this. So this ride or die thing because it says, like, you got to pick your ride or die. I'm confused, though. Like, does the female <laughs> get to pick or does the male get to pick or does it just depend it on like Does it just fish? depend on...
1: Well, here...
3: No, like, I'm confused on the, they got to pick their ride or die. I'm like... It
1: looks like the okay. veteran pick, like, Casey picked her brother, Laurel picked Jack, her friend that they met right. on X on the beach or mountain or whatever. But then there's people that aren't oh. ride or dies. Like, Anisa and Jordan have never really been friends. Ever.
3: <laughs> I... I know I saw. So in my mind, I'm like, so did Anissa pick Jordan? Because I know Jordan probably didn't pick Anissa. You know, I'm just kind of like. I feel like if it's too peep, too fan, or too challenge people, I feel like you'd have to pick each other mm-hmm. to be ride or dies. Or that, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued, but that that
2: team was that team was a disaster. So the original setup <laughs> is <laughs> it was that <laughs> um. And, so Anissa actually initially comes on to the season with um one of her really good friends. I cannot remember his name. Um, but they end up having to break for a second quarantine, and her friend is unable to return from that second quarantine. Uh, Jordan uh. was supposed to come in as, like, a heavy hitter mercenary with Naya as his partner. Unfortunately, Naya had that really bad health scare, um, where, um and the doctor pretty much told her an hour before she was about to board her flight to go film the show, her doctor let her know, like, you cannot fly and if you fly you are literally risking your life you could die oh jeez! and so the original setup was okay. supposed to be anisa with one of her best friends and jordan with naya but since anisa's friend couldn't return from quarantine and naya couldn't come on they just put them together producers just put them together um Interesting. so it's it's odd. It's some of the pairings are a little bit odd, but it, oh. it it's pretty typical for, you know, for challenge. Like, you know, you get like the, the exes season where it's like you're an ex because you kissed one time or, you yeah, know, Frank <laughs> and a bananas arri- as
0: rivals yeah. because they were had a beef on Twitter.
2: A Twitter beef makes you yeah. rival, you know, so it there. It's kind of that mm-hmm. thing. Um, the thing that threw me off the most was they were like, For the first time in challenge history, they get to choose their own partners. And I'm like, but but didn't we do that on bloodlines? Are we just going to pretend that didn't happen?
3: Because this is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I was like, this
2: is bloodlines. But with friends instead of family, like I don't know. But okay, yeah, <laughs> I'll go along Weird. with
3: it. <laughs> mm. I'm like, let, pick me for a ride or die, and I'll choose Dusty. <laughs> like, <laughs> who? Like, I was Dusty gonna say, who? would your ride or die be? Would it be Dusty? If you? Oh, it would be Dusty for sure. Just because I at least know how to contain him now. I'd be like, I'm the female version of Ryan, or I would have to be, right? But like, no, like I mean, like Dusty would just like, I mean. I, I would, I would worry about like him, like rubbing people the wrong way in the house. Yeah. But again, that would be great TV. Right. Um, But like, I would just trust him with my life, like as a partner, like he would be so competitive. Like, yeah, yeah I just, I think like he would for sure be like my ride or die 100%. But when,
0: I, when I saw that there were only three amazing race, race people, I was actually surprised that like Dusty and Ryan weren't in the mix. Yeah,
3: I was too. And I didn't realize I didn't know that Raquel had got the call until after I got back. Like everything was like so quick, whatever. Oh yeah. Like I got the call, but like, she's like, obviously I'm pregnant, you know? Um, but yeah, I was, I was shocked as well. Um, there's a, yeah, there's just a lot of people from amazing race. So I was like, I feel like they would have done it. Like, I wonder if they got, I wonder if they, if they tried to reach out to those people or not, I don't know, but fingers crossed for maybe next time. Right. We'll have some more. I
2: agree. I if think they next sh- time. Then. I think they definitely should, you know, utilize that some more. So, Tony, I have our last two questions that we usually close out with. Was there anything else that? Um, I have the the Mount Rushmore, and then the final one. Um, was there anything that you wanted to add before I move into those?
0: I missed one question when I ran away, so I don't know what that was. <laughs> but presuming that it was not, if you could take anyone from like. The reality shows that you watch, if you could cast any of them on a season of Challenge USA, either one to watch or one to participate in, who would it be? You can have one
3: person. You can have a couple. All the reality TV shows that I watch. Okay. I, The Love is Blind, um, Cam, and oh God, what's her husband's name again? I can't um, remember his name either, right? You know now. who I'm talking about, right? I do. I I know who you're talking about. I, Rick and I Sorry, watched that. Sorry, I'm like show. on the spot. I forgot. <laughs> no, you're I, okay, good. <laughs> that, Both of them, like as a couple, I just, he's like, he's very physically fit. Like he, like, I would love to see the two of them on the challenge. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, this is, like, repetitive, but, like, I just, I would, I would love to see Dusty on the yeah. challenge. Oh, like, yeah. I just, like, I mean, even if it was, I couldn't be on it, like, I would love to see him on there. Let me think. What else? What else do I watch? Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, yeah Cam that's Cam her name. Lauren, I was like, right? I had to look it up, and my Wi-Fi was taking forever to load. But, yeah, Cam yeah. and Lauren. Okay. I would want Cam and Lauren. Um, Dusty, that one's obvious and repetitive. Yeah. But, um. Oh my God. Why can't I think right now? <laughs> I'm like kind of drawing a blank. Right. <laughs> I'm giving very lame answers.
0: Damn. Even if it there's happens. anyone from like the survivor seasons that you binge through, that you might stand out. I know that like, we've been talking about this season that um, we could see Ryan coming on. Ryan. But yeah. also we can see Cody coming on, but we don't actually know how Cody would do just that. He is a very chaotic energy that would be interesting yeah. to see in a challenge setting.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I would also say um um he does the podcasts from Survivor. Wend Wendell? Rub. Wendell. Yeah, Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. Wendell. He would be. Awesome. I would yeah. like to see I would like to see Wendell on there. I would like to see Bryce on there too. I would yeah, love to see, see I
0: would have loved to have seen them as a ride or yeah. die rookie team yes. come in. Yeah. Sorry.
3: My brain's like expiring now. We're back.
0: We're back. We're, we're
3: back at it. Right. Um oh yeah, Wendell and Bryce for sure. Those would probably be my like nut like for sure. Yeah, yeah. Those two. Um I'm I feel like there's like a BB girl I'm like I'm not thinking of right now. Oh, well. Not that I would, I I don't, wa- I wouldn't want to play with her. But who I think <laughs> would do really well and would be scary and would be good TV would be Christmas. Yes, from Big Brother.
1: Um, so, yes, she was supposed to be on. Yeah, I heard she dropped. That's on, what yeah. I heard
3: rumored. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. I I I just. She just is scary. She's scary. Um, but yeah. I feel like I feel like I would I I would be like, okay, I'm interested to see how she would do.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um yeah, I don't know. I'm really bad with like names of people. Have,
1: have <laughs> you seen Survivor 42 yet?
3: Not yet. Mm-mm. Oh I usually like, yeah. I'm I literally started from beginning of mm. season one. And going and I'm, like, forward working my way. I literally just got to. Um, winners at war. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> like, so I have been trying to like crush through them. <laughs> right
1: <laughs> when you get into forty two, there is a guy uh, on there. His name is Jonathan.
3: I think I've heard his name circulate. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, he's okay,
1: yeah. he's the guy of everyone I've, <laughs> I've seen. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh,
3: oh, that's that's who I'm thinking of. Okay, so he's from um, Golf Show, Orange shows. Beach. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. my dad he he does these running groups of, like we all go on Wednesdays and there's very few females that go but one of them her name is MJ she has like nine kids and her oldest son is best friends with Jonathan oh, <laughs> and they used funny. to all go spearfishing together So like my dad has gone spearfishing with him and like I've definitely seen pictures of him and I knew him and then I was I remember seeing like the cast and whatever and I'm like like i know that guy like i think i know him you know and then i was already friends with him on instagram because of that and i right. was like holy shit that's that's mj's jonathan like i was like oh my god i know who that is that's yeah awesome. so i haven't watched that one and because i remember me and my dad said that we were going to watch it together once i got yeah. to that point yeah but yeah i don't even have to watch it to know like he would be he would dominate
1: phenomenal oh, yeah he's insane he would hell, yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Did I miss the no, Mount No, you did not okay. miss your round, no, Your Mount you Rushmore. <laughs> sorry. Our four-year-old is, he's having a tough day. So he's getting mad at his tablet about <laughs> every thing. 40 minutes. So I'm like, oh my God, what's <laughs> going on? And he's like, lay down in bed with dad. I'm like, for like 10 minutes, give me. You, know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you are so fine. Um, <laughs>
1: So uh, one question we ask, cause I feel like the goat question gets really redundant and a lot of people have the same answer on this or of a variation of one of two people typically. (laughs) Um, So I think a better question is, is like, who's your Mount Rushmore for male and women? It doesn't have to necessarily be the people that won the most, but who mean the most to you on it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, so for me, for the females, um, Demi is definitely like, I just, I, I just remember her vividly. Like I remember watching her, like I associate her with her NCT. So that's one male and that's one female. Like right. I just, I, they are the challenge to me. I completely yeah. associate them with the challenge. Um, The other person would be Cam. Um, the, okay. Like she just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I would, j- I just, I, I obviously have a lot of fans and you know, but I just, I, I think the challenge too, when I, when I see Cam and I know she hasn't been on it, like as much as, you know, Anissa or, you know, Nani or any of those Nani would be a close second, just because I also feel like I relate to Nani to where I'm like, (laughs) is this my possible future? Like I'm going to be on multiple reality (laughs) television shows and I never win. (laughs) Um, So like, I mean, I, maybe, you know what? I'll change my answer. I'm going to go Nani. I'm going to go. Yeah. Demi and Nani. Um, for the guy, CT obviously, mm-hmm. and then the other one would be, and I'm I'm kind of torn because I actually like don't think I would get along with this person whatsoever. Um, but it, it like when once I read Mount Rushmore, Wes.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hard to say I just that. The how do you same argue thing?
3: That? Like that, like that is the challenge to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah that those would be my
1: four <laughs> i love it because i think the mount rushmore gives you a much more insightful view of the person as a fan because yeah. like yeah. we asked wes in fact and his answer was like first one out of his mouth was like coral and coral is just like that og challenger i was right. like yeah. how do you argue that that's a solid pick because without that's her the, a solid
2: pick yeah, yeah. without yeah. her
1: the challenge isn't what it is now exactly. so yeah
2: like, exactly i think that's We're still a- waiting
1: on cts
0: C T S C C yeah C T is like a pin in it. He's like, I'll come back. Yeah.
2: I think he was just too scared to say anybody's name because he didn't want anybody like getting upset that
3: he didn't say that. Exactly, <laughs> it'll be like it'll affect his future like seasons or whatever. He was super that's, yeah, it,
2: that's what tells me he plans on coming back because he's like well you know I don't know maybe I'm not but I don't want to never say never but I'm not going to say anybody's name I'm like
3: you plan on coming back because you don't want to screw up your game. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> it was just
3: funny because I told my mom like you know like oh like who would your Mount Rushmore be and she hasn't answered me either when I told her like the people that like i was like i'm these are like what i'm leaning towards but these were the ones that like immediately like that's the name that i wanted to throw out she's yeah. like wes really wes <laughs> whatever but but i just i love watching seasons with him because you know he's gonna shake shit up oh, and yeah. i just love that he's out there he's like i'm not out here to make friends i just want to piss some people off and yeah. like just as like a fan of the challenge and like it originally coming from you know real world and like you know it's just like I'm there for the drama like I don't want to live it I don't want to be a part of it but I goddamn I love sitting there and watching it and I love I love watching the debauchery that is Wes like I'm just like I just like it and again I associate the challenge with it and yeah I just I love
1: it if you ever get a chance to meet him have him tell you his casting story.
3: Oh, my God.
2: Okay. It is, yeah. it is
1: one of the most hilarious casting stories. And, it's, okay. and it is, like, cliche Wes. Like, exactly what you would expect Wes to say, yes. too. So, <laughs> it's really great. And um, that's what
3: I also like about Wes. Like, you know what you're going to get with Wes. Yeah. And, like, I can appreciate that, like, yeah. you know?
1: Oh, my gosh, so yeah. I actually...
0: Sorry, um, I was just going to say I started like I'm I'm the newest one of the newest to the challenge on the podcast. So I started with Total Madness because Mm -hmm. Jay came over from Survivor. So my first interaction or introduction to Wes is the human bananas working together Him sitting across from Josh, combing out his beard, saying, this is not a thing. We are not a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then going back to the very beginning and watching forward, kind of like what you're doing with Survivor and then seeing sort of the evolution of Wes after seeing the end goal is it was such a weird experience for me because like Wes and Bananas are so huge and integral to the challenge. And my first exposure to them is getting along to the detriment of everyone else in the house. And then I go back and it's the absolute opposite up until that very point.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was freaking hysterical to watch, yeah. like to the oh, detriment yeah. of everyone in the house. Oh my I was God. Like this is gold. Like yeah. this yeah. is gold. And you know, you you're almost like waiting. It's like a ticking time bomb. Like no <laughs> way that this lasts, this like friendly, <laughs> like, Oh, we're going to work together. No, I'm like, there's going to be an explosive, like, you know, whatever. But yeah, no, it's just, It's been so fun to watch like super. I'm a a huge fan. I
1: mean, (laughs) uh, this is me just fanboying out. I really hope in like season 40, we get all of the vets like the legends back. And I hope we um, get a group of folks from Challenge USA, and we get kind of like a head-to-head in it, or like where you, a, a member um, from the Challenge USA is partnered with a veteran. Yes, and you guys are stuck together for the whole epic. season. That's I think that what would... I
2: want because otherwise, the vets are just going to go yeah. after the Challenge yeah, USA players like immediately. Yeah. Pair oh, them. <laughs> pair y'all together, though.
1: Like I could see, oh like. Like you and Jordan working together that and then going a against like team.
3: I I really like Jordan I always have yeah he's, yeah. A, he's such
1: an awesome guy but he's and then amazing. like see like Tyson and Nani paired up yeah that would be yeah. that'd be fucking hilarious <laughs> I would I would probably pay for that um, anyways uh, that is all of my questions Kayla I know you have one final one Karina you want to ask
2: yeah are you good Tony.
1: I think I
0: have asked everything I could have possibly written down.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can get into hypotheticals, but I feel like that's just not a good use of time at right? this point. <laughs> the, the only
0: thing that I will say is like, given that you are a fan, uh, we do recaps for um, for the episodes as they come out. If at any point you were interested in coming on and doing yeah. a recap, we would yeah. absolutely love to have you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just
3: let me know. I'm My schedule's sporadic with like the days that we have Lucy and like I'm in her room now. This is just where I have the best. <laughs>
0: <end>. <laughs> so I have to
3: physically be in her room. But no, I'm 100% interested. So just awesome. like let me know. And then if you guys are just okay with like working with like my schedule, just yeah. Oh, yeah. As long cool. as we yeah. don't have her and whatnot. But that would be so fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah like I, think make a, it work. I think it'd be a blast. Oh, my
1: yeah. God. Yeah, no, it'll be good because and this season is going to be great anyway. So it'd be great to I have can't you on. Wait. Oh, my God. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Yeah, so I'm like fun.
2: on the countdown. I'm like, okay, three more days, three more days, three more days. <laughs> we,
0: we know it's going to be the most chaotic we've been as a podcast because oh, we're going God. to do a summary of the Untold Story documentary. We're still recapping Survivor and then we have to start recapping the challenge. Yeah. But at the same time, we're and just like, we- let's do it.
2: And then we have our our uh, our gift back project with TJ starting too. So I'm just like, we're going to be all over the place. Oh, map. my God.
1: It's so bad. <laughs> What's right. like,
3: one more Ooh, yeah, exactly. it on. just throw I, it
1: on there they just sold me so much with that new trailer where Turbo and like Laurel are arguing oh, yeah. and Turbo's like I guess I'll see everyone one by one in Elimination I was like oh I gotta watch this oh. <laughs> I'm excited I'm yeah. so excited
2: um, so I do have one final question something that we just kind of like to ask everybody when everything's said and done you're done with reality TV um, not going on the Amazing Race or Challenge or anything anymore what message do you want to leave behind for people? Like, what do you want people to remember
3: about who you are? Um, that would just be like, it's so easy to lose. Like who you, this sounds so cliche, but it's so easy to like lose who you are, like getting sucked into stuff like this, like just watching it one, but then actually being able to compete and be a part of it is a whole nother ball game. So like my biggest thing is like one, like will never think that this can't be you because I never, for a second, thought that I would be on the Amazing Race, let alone the challenge, especially the challenge. <laughs> but it's like when I, when I do, when I now that I've done things like this, I have to kind of remind myself, like, well, why did you think that you wouldn't ever? You know, it sounds so silly, but like I'm very serendipitous. Like on truly, like if you like put the energy out there and like if you're at least like progressive and like the choices you make in life, like things sometimes just happen to work out for people and i yeah. know some people are like luckier than others but i also like attest like a lot of the things that i've been grateful enough to experience are to like i'm very adamant about i don't want to be someone that i'm not and so like you know when i i i appreciate every message where you know someone's like i i i watched this season because of you you know or like i you know, I admire your like the cameo stuff. People always reach out because like I could use like a pep talk or something. And the fact that people think of me for that, like means so much because I'm glad that like how I see myself is how I'm coming across. Yeah. Um. So it's just like, yeah, my biggest advice would be this is a super cool opportunity. And if you ever get the opportunity to to do the things that I've gotten to do just be yourself. Cause the reason why you got this opportunity was because of who you are. So don't be anything other than that, because that's how you can hurt people. That's how you can get caught up in drama, especially now in like the social media age. Um, And like, you know, the cancel culture and like, you know, all that stuff. It's like, I mean, if you're a good person, like just be yourself. And I think like people will see that and people will admire that. And people will be a fan of that, you know? And it's like, my goal isn't to be like, some like, I'm not looking to have fans, but like I also like I do appreciate and I thrive off of like feeling accepted, you know, because that's all anyone really ever wants is to, like, you know, be liked and be accepted. And I'm just glad that I do feel like I haven't altered who I am as a person like along this process. So, yeah, it's just because it's very easy to get caught up in, you know, online wars and, you know, well, that's not how that happened. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or production made it look this like, no, it's just it's very hard to ignore the noise, but it's not hard to just be yourself. Right. So I love
2: it. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, and just to kind of like attest to that as somebody who, you know, watch you on Amazing Race, watch you on Challenge USA, follows you on, you know, Instagram and all the social medias and then has sat here for the last like three and a half hours talking to you like <laughs> who you are in all of these settings is literally seamless. Like I've never noticed or felt like you were being insincere or that you were being disingenuous or anything like that. And I think that that's a reason why you have resonated with, especially with challenge fans so much is because you're very relatable. You're very down to earth. I mean, I put up that, That question box on Instagram where I was like you know let us know what questions you want for Kayla and there was literally like 20 submissions in there where it wasn't a question it was just people like can you just tell her that I love her and she is a huge inspiration and (gasps) I love how down to earth and real she is and just tell her we love her just tell her we love her and so I love you guys too (laughs) the fandom loves you and you know and I think that, that that speaks to what you just said because you you are yourself and you come off very very real and you know and it's it's definitely appreciated and noticed in the fan base so i just i wanted totally. to make sure you know that 100 oh,
3: yeah. percent. so <laughs> that, i mean it like honestly like means a lot you know i mean being a part of this stuff isn't like easy sometimes you know it's hard not to like take a certain comment like you know unbelievably hard it's just yeah. like you know but it's 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 definitely an experience. So I I I love that question of like, what would you tell like other people? Because I mean, some people don't know what they're getting into. Yeah. 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 I'm like, whoa. But no, it's it's been a good experience for me so far. Good. Good. Good.
1: Well, Kayla, we want to thank you so much for coming on with us. We have had an absolute blast. Um totally. You know, and like we said, we whenever you have the time, you want to hop on with us and and recap thirty eight or just shoot the shit. You are always more than welcome. We have an open door policy, so you just let us know and we'll make it happen. Yeah. On a complete side note, I may or may not have been running through Google trying to find pictures because I'm trying to find one that'll work. Do you have a picture of yourself from the amazing race premiere? Because you're wearing like a hot pink colored dress and it fucking it is perfect for the logo if you send oh, that yeah if you send that to yeah. karina or tony i will put together the okay. artwork i'll put together the video with uh it's thunder sh- thunderstruck right is your hype song yeah yeah i'll have that yeah. all set up and we'll have it over to you today
3: yeah okay cool I'll, I'll literally I have like an album oh, so let me sweet. plug my phone in and then I'll, I will send that over to you here shortly
2: oh my god awesome. see you never
1: know what's going to happen unless you ask
3: right
2: yeah, yeah. But yeah thank you so much like this yeah. was so no, much fun we definitely did not
3: intend on keeping you this long <laughs> I didn't even realize how long it was and I've definitely been on podcasts where I'm like wrap it right. oh <laughs> I'm having a great time oh
2: good I'm glad you had fun but yeah we'll we'll definitely stay in touch Um, so cool. we can let you know what date this will be premiering and we'll probably tag you a thousand freaking times leading up to release and then day of release (laughs) and then we'll
1: we'll also link your social media accounts and your your cameo as well and your podcast so that way uh, any of your fans that are new fans after listening to this want to find out more get a cameo from you they'll be able to go directly from this to you
3: Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. You guys are amazing.
0: Thank you so much. I do just want to thank you as I may have set the bar too high for myself because you are actually the first guest that I've reached out to made the connection and got on the podcast so I don't really well, know where to go from here
3: <laughs> well if you're ever having trouble with like getting people to respond and I maybe know them for a connection or whatever let me know and then I'll oh, I sweet. can try and like be like hey respond back it's like a legit thing thank you, you. <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing but Cool. thank you guys <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much you have pleasure. a great rest of your All day right, I'll find the photo and send it yeah oh, you gosh. guys too tell thank you right. so kiddos <laughs> <laughs> they get their parents back yeah
0: I know He's gonna be yelling at me for the rest of the night. Right? So. <laughs> I just got the text message that wife and kids are en route back to the house. So nice.
3: Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect there timing. You go. <laughs> All right. Bye guys.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: That was awesome.
2: Oh my God. Absolutely. I did not think that I could love her anymore. And I love her so much more.
1: Oh my God. She is her
2: life is incredible.
1: Hell of a story. She is too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
2: She's. I, I expected her to be incredible. She's just like oh, yeah. again, you know, just that bright, bubbly, just infectious personality. Um, but just hearing about her life, you know, her childhood growing up down there in Florida, like moving to Brazil just on a whim, like the, just all the things that this this woman has done. It's just like it, she's truly the epitome of go out and live your life and do as many awesome things as you possibly can and have no regrets like that is that's kayla right there to me
1: i'm gonna be honest we discussed her living in brazil so long ago it feels like yesterday that we talked about that (laughs) (laughs) like i like i knew we were gonna have like we were gonna be able to fill a full two hours with kayla just because it's a fandom and amazing i was like oh yeah that's not a problem the fact that we went three and a half hours and we, we all lost track going. of time. Yeah, we yeah. could have
2: kept going like there was a bunch of stuff as we were going through. I kept like removing questions off the notes because I was like, we're pushing like two hours, 45 minutes now. All right. We don't absolutely have to ask this. We don't absolutely have like there was some stuff I I took off the off the notepad because I was like man, like we're going to end up sitting here with her for like five hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could have rebroke down the whole fucking season of 38 or of oh. uh, of USA with her if we wanted to. And like, right.
0: One of the things I will say, too, after having after having listening, listen to two podcasts with Dom, done all the exit interviews, done an unplugged with Danny, done an unplugged with Kayla. I almost feel like at some point i would love to go back and re-recap the finale mm-hmm. knowing like having so much more knowledge that we that we have now because really like it was still very fresh yeah. when we did yeah. our recap it was and we didn't really know too much other than specifically the edit um and that's not to say that like we wouldn't still give shit where shit is due right. but i feel that we have a much better Uh, framework of it and i i actually just like i re-listened to probably the last like half hour 45 minutes of it before this podcast just because i wanted to make sure that the information that i had was correct about the fact that we like had all collectively said that we wanted her back um for another season or on flagship or in any capacity right um but we had also like commented at the very end of the recap how difficult it was to actually do that recap because we knew that the whole story wasn't there just in the edit, Mm -hmm. but we had no framework as to what was accurate, what was inaccurate, what was hearsay, what was one person's truth, like any aspect of it. And I mean, we never will fully know, but it's really, it's really refreshing to now have, it's like we're collecting the set. It's really refreshing to now have Danny's experience and to now have Kayla's experience as well as to um, the finale and the season as a whole.
1: Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, I think it's, you know, we're going to be like Thanos, like collecting the fucking Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But I I think as we piece this together, because there are still a few people from USA that I really want to talk to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. um, That were in the final. um, And I want their opinion on it. I know some of them are much harder to get than others, Mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll keep pushing on that. But I think it it does give, like you said, a lot more clarity to the behind the scenes that we weren't pervy to watching this. Right. Originally. Um, But with that being said, I mean, just Kayla altogether, like bring her on the fucking flagship but make her Hell partnered yeah. with a vet. So she's on for more than one episode Yeah, because she yeah. is fucking good. Like and look, not yeah. everybody's going to be a fucking elimination beast where they're going to beat somebody in pole wrestle or hall brawl, but you get her in a final and she, I think she competes with anybody with her, her well, running ability.
2: Look, and here's mm-hmm. my thing. Like I get it. I get the whole like, you know, strength thing and hall brawl and pole wrestle. But, 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 but what is the biggest thing that the fans have been bitching and complaining about for the last like three seasons, the lack of physical competitions and dailies and the increase in endurance and puzzle competitions and dailies. So like, that's why I'm like, look, yes, it's nice to like have a lot of upper body strength and be able to do a hall bra and whoop somebody's ass, but it's not the most important thing in the final or in the challenge. It's 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 just not anymore, you know. Back in the day, a lot of the eliminations were very head to head, you know, type of 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 uh, eliminations and stuff. But now it's kind of geared in a different way. The final is very heavy on endurance and puzzles, and you rarely ever see anything that requires like a lot of strength to do. You know, for this, obviously, it was the shoveling, but it's not like you need a lot of strength. To do that, endurance. you need the endurance to do it. You know, you just do smaller shuffle loads more times and you're fine. Like there's ways around things like that. And I think that competitors and fans alike forget about that. You know, they're they're quick to be upset that there's so many puzzles. But then when they come down to analyzing cast members and competitors, it's well, you know, she's not she doesn't have a lot of upper body strength. OK, well, you don't need a lot of upper body strength on the challenge. It's not the most important thing. So, you know, I, I do agree. I would love to see her back on the challenge. Uh, like you said, put her on the flagship, pair her up with a vet, a decent vet. Um, and let's see her play the game because I think she's just she's incredible at it. And while you're at it, get that woman back on Amazing Race, too, because I will watch that again. Like she was so much Absolutely. fun to watch on the Amazing Race. Raquel yeah. was amazing, too. Um, You know, put those two back on the amazing race. Like, let's just let's just give Kayla some time on TV because she is fun to watch. She's relatable. And, you know, like we said, she's real. And it's and it's just it's it's awesome. I love her. I loved meeting her. I love talking to her, Um, you know, and I hope we see a lot more from her because, like I said, she's just fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and I'll be be glad to get her on for a recap at some point too cuz it seems yes. like she's super interested which would be awesome. Absolutely. That
2: be you know it'd be so fun too is if we got like Kayla and James to come on and recap <laughs> like an episode of 38 with us like how wild would that be? Like we would well, just yeah. have to sit back and be quiet and be like they're recapping 38 tonight. <laughs> We're just here I for commentary. Them,
0: I saw their recap of one of the episodes of this season of Amazing Race which <laughs> was a- it was a uh, it was like a YouTube live. Yeah. Um, it was a riot. Oh and my then, gosh, uh, one of the team, one of the teams from the from this season was actually in the comments as well. Uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's awesome.
2: But I mean, yeah, i I don't have a whole lot more to say. Um, I think that enough was said in the interview. You know, make sure that you go follow Kayla on uh, on Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. We'll have everything linked below. If you're looking for a cameo, make sure you go check, you know, check out Kayla's. Her cameos are awesome. I've seen some fans post some um, over the last few weeks and they're just they're really awesome. Make sure you go check it out. With that being said, m- you know, obviously make sure you're following us as well. We are. I don't know. I don't know where we are or who we're <laughs> releasing next.
1: Probably Derek Probably Kaczynski. Probably
2: Derek Kaczynski, which is awesome because she picked him as her uh, as her teammate. And I thought that was Fucking awesome because nobody ever picks Derek, and that is an oversight, in my opinion. Okay, I'm done now. All right, yeah, (laughs) look,
1: guys, I love y'all, and I'm talking to you and Tony, and I love all our listeners, but this is going on eight hours of podcasting in the last 24. So I'm gonna wrap this up because I'm done. My ass is numb, my back hurts, we're done. But I love y'all, and I'm glad you guys tuned in. I love the listeners, and I'm glad they tuned in to listen to us talk to Kayla because it was an absolute fucking blast, yeah. and we really enjoyed it. So, for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony, Stats, and fucking Info Lance. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Challenges Unplugged, where we go beyond the edit with Kayla Platt. If you guys have any questions, you want to know more, hit us up on any of the social medias. We'll make sure we get to you. And then, as always, make sure you're downloading the episode and make sure you're subscribed. And rate us five stars. If you rate us less, we're inclined to think you're a hater. That's (laughs) enough for me. Y'all We be good to each other. Bye. Later.
4: Bye.